Blog Talk Radio.
Father, what do I say except, oh, my goodness gracious. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Jesus, for bringing us through the things that we were challenged by. Uh, And for those who are not challenged and those who are in a period of respite, those who are going through normal uh, life, um, praise God for them. Praise God for every one of them. We praise you, Jesus, for those who are um, not not being pummeled by uh, dump truck loads of challenges, but we just, you know, we thank you for their prayers. We thank you for the challenges that are associated with uh, that thermometer analogy that you gave me on the last show, Father, Um, you know, running at 70%, sometimes hitting 90%, sometimes bumping up against 100, sometimes popping the top off the thermometer. And we're uh, we're all trying to hold it together, and uh, and some of us are blessed and have a relatively stable life. And we just pray in Jesus' name that our fellow brothers and sisters will remember those of us who are in the firing line, uh, and lift us up in prayer. Uh, and uh, I can only imagine what other ministries may be going through. Now I, I assume probably that many of them who are, uh, you know, not on the cutting edge of the end times dynamics as we are and as some of the other ministries are i could name names of people who have even died uh from covid that were have been on the cutting edge and and all the all the things that are going on right now father that are very very hard for us to get our arms around we just we get it's way beyond our capability um i don't understand neither does anybody else understand why so many of us are going through the things that we're going through except that we are under attack and we do thank you father we thank you for the um for the uh, uh, the new uh, emergence of prophecies that are starting to come back on track uh, with uh, the reality of the things that are going on right now. They're not just uh, kind of speaking in a void or speaking of something that's going to happen in years in the future, but they are on target 
Uh, we are starting to see that now, and we praise you for that because, Father, we need to be able to hear through your prophets, as few of them as there are that are still hearing pretty well, as imperfect as we all ultimately are. We praise you for any of those confirmations that we get from, from you, Father, from your throne room uh, when they are on target, and we thank you for that because it helps us to uh, reconcile the dynamics that we are juggling, the 22 plates that we juggle in the air, let's call it uh, balls that we're chasing down the road instead of juggling. Uh, Father, we just thank you for the times that we're in right now. We praise you for the strength that you give us to be able to deal with these things as um, uh, on each day at every, on the level that they're at at, on any given day. Uh, Some days seem like they're just like, oh, wow, this is amazing. And and thank you, Jesus. It's, it's, uh, you know, and, but we can pray and we know this father. And I know that you know this, we can sometimes be on our knees crying in tears, you know, fervently praying like King Hezekiah, and, uh, and, and, and uh, the day still turns upside down on us. And, uh, and, and sometimes they're not really bad problems, but they're just impossible to deal with. They're just so overwhelming and so challenging that, um, you know, we can barely keep our heads together. And, um, and then in other cases, and it's so sad to, to hear about these things, but we know that they're happening all over the world. Uh, and certainly people that are associated with this ministry problems and challenges of those uh, that are much more severe. You know, they're not just being overwhelmed with, uh, you know, stuff happening around them and their jobs or whatever the case is, or their, you know, their houses maybe falling apart or major appliances breaking or cars breaking down and leaving them stranded on the road. But, uh, you know, other dynamics that are much more horrific, like uh, loved ones uh, being in the hospital, being in intensive care, uh, you know, uh, just horrible things that are happening in so many others and we just praise you father for all of the trials and the tribulations that we're going through we thank you for the prophetic words that are coming out right now to substantiate and to confirm that uh what we're experiencing is um not out of the ordinary uh in the sense that we're so deep into the end times that these things are well from your throne room perspective um clearly um designated to happen uh it is very difficult to, for us to understand we i i personally do and i praise you for this father have some old bond blog prophecies that uh predicted these things were going to happen and pro- prophesied from your throne room i believe with all of my heart uh that they would happen and it would it would appear one of them in in fact that is being called to my recollection at this time uh essentially prophesied that we would feel at, at one point that that there would come a time that we would wonder if you were even hearing us so that if our prayers were even being heard at all uh and and jesus you you spoke through those prophecies and told us that, that no matter what or how distant we it appears that you are that you are right there by our side that we should never get the idea no matter how hard how fervently we are praying uh that uh that you're not there by our side and that you are by our side and we praise you for that we thank you for that we thank you for us uh, helping bringing us along as things you know it, it's it's a amazing to us father that as these things are increasing uh we we as you know stuck in the flesh uh and only being able to see things from the perspective of the flesh uh with some uh many miracles and revelations that come from the holy spirit and through jesus in us thank you lord uh that uh you know we 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 believe that we've figured something out we think that we're coming to a new uh uh, uh crescendo or a new understanding a 
new peak of the hills and valleys that we go through. Uh, but at the same time, we were quickly reminded that as we come to the top of that hill that we're trying to climb over uh, and juggling all the things that we're dealing with and the tr challenges with our family, the challenges with our husbands and wives, the challenges with our life dynamics, having to change our living arrangements, having to move to new places, uh, you know, some things that feel like they're utterly impossible to overcome, we eventually come to a place where we're like, wow, you were, you were indeed there all the time when while we're going through it, it feels like that, that you're not. And, um, and Father, we just want to thank you and praise you for bringing us to an understanding that is so paramount. It is so utterly important to, to be able to embrace, not to lose faith, but to embrace that as we are going through these things. Thank you, Jesus, for Terry Hill's uh, message on the last program, uh, you know, uh, that, we're, that many of us are going to go through those Job times. And we got to remember one of the things that Job said in this scripture that is one of the most powerful things he said was that though he slay me yet i will trust him and father god we pray in the name of jesus that that is embedded upon our heart as we deal with all of the trials and tribulations that we expect will probably increase substantially whatever wherever the places we are whether we're at 75 degrees on the thermometer or whether we're at 95 degrees on the thermometer or whether or not satan was allowed under your role, Father, uh, in this end times dynamic to pop the head off of that thermometer and blow us right into the next dimension and completely uproot all of our uh, understandings and all of the things that we thought that we had uh, control over or whatever the case may be. We just praise you for those things. We thank you for those things. We thank you for the days that we're in right now. We praise you that we're at the forefront of the understanding of these dynamics. And we thank you also, especially, Father, for keeping us awake and aware that that we're not going to we're not going to be able to, we're just simply not you're going to bring us to a place there's no question about it we're not going to come we are not going to come to a place where that where we have control over these things this is not part of our destiny our destiny i believe father with all of my heart and correct me if i am wrong and i pray in a, in a kind of way in a subconscious sort of a way and, and a conscious way i kind of pray that i am wrong, but I kind of feel, Father, in the name of Jesus, and I thank you, Father, for this understanding, and it may, might need to be corrected. I don't know, but um, I, I pray that there is respite. I pray that there is a chance, you know, as, as the one Bonds blog prophecy said from 2013, uh, there will come a time when these things, uh, you know, that, 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 that these judgments and things that are happening across the world will happen so rapidly that we will barely be able to catch our breath between the things that are happening. But, Father, we didn't really realize, I certainly didn't, uh, that uh, a lot of those uh, trials, tribulations, difficulties, and things that we would be going through on the journey uh, would increase in intensity and, well, you know, essentially, metaphorically speaking, or analogously speaking, pop the head off the thermometer and make us have to regroup and get ready for the next surge of events. And, um, uh, and we just praise you for that. We pray that you continue to strengthen us in our uh, physical ability to be able to deal with these things, sometimes resulting in only a couple of hours of sleep, three hours of sleep, 3.5, three, sometimes four, if we're, we're fortunate, and then having to endure, you know, an eight-hour day, a 10-hour day at work, and being overwhelmed uh, beyond words uh, uh, in our workplaces uh, on top of everything, or having our cars break down, having major appliances break down, having things go wrong with our house that we can't afford to fix, all the kinds of dynamics that are occurring, uh, being placed in positions where we're being bumped out of the place that we live, and we don't have any place to turn to, we don't have any place to go, and Father, these, these are very difficult 
default uh, positions that we are going through, but we recognize that this is part of your word. These are part of the warnings that Jesus gave us. And we need to learn somehow to come to that place of perfect peace because we trust you, Isaiah 26, 3. And, Father, that is a very, very difficult journey for, the very, uh, for all of us, I think. I think when somebody has come to a place where they have reached that plateau, uh, they have probably, probably been beaten down to a level uh, that is beyond most of our comprehension that most of us would pray uh, in accordance with Luke 21, 36, uh, that we would pray always to be found worthy to escape all these things that are about to come upon the earth and, and stand before the Son of Man. But we also recognize that the times that we are in right now are the times of the end. These are the times that very few scriptures call out explicitly in the text. And these are dynamics that are very, very, very different from those that our predecessors and our prior brothers and sisters have experienced over the years. Not that they didn't go through horrible times, but certainly not like the times that we're in right now. Certainly not with all the creepy weirdness and injections and, and uh, just you know, shape-shifting reptilians running up to the governments like they're running right now. The horrible things that are happening across the world. Uh, you know, uh, lies, 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 lies. Everywhere that we look, every direction that we look, realizing that the world is utterly full of Nazis, that the Fourth Reich that we predicted was going to rise and uh, golly, as far back as 2010, 2011, books written about this, guests that have come on the radio show that have talked about this, and now we're seeing the realization of these things being made manifest in our realities. And it is, and, and, and Father, if we were to analogize that with that, uh, you know, that uh, uh, analogy of the um, of the uh of that uh, uh thermometer father evidently it is uh it's it's far beyond our comprehension to be able to try to quantify it in such a way that we would come to the conclusion that we believe that we figured out some way to deal with it and that we you know the the quintessential lesson to be learned from that is we're not we're simply not uh, the days that we are in right now are going to escalate. The situations that we are in right now are going to escalate. The difficulties that we are enduring right now are going to escalate. They are going to get horrible. They are going to get to a point where we cannot deal with it. And we are going to wonder if you are even listening to our prayers. But we must continue to pray. We must continue to pray through. We praise you for helping us to understand this. We thank you, Father God. We, we, we are um, in a holy way. We are, um, you know, uh, wishful that we could uh, in some ways be a little bit less damaging and maybe perhaps to the kingdom of Satan that we wouldn't be under such attack. But at the same time, we praise you and thank you, Jesus, uh, that we are in a place where we do understand the things that are happening. And uh, yes, if it, if it requires us to take beatings, if it requires us to take satanic whoopings, if it requires us to go through things that uh, other Christians are not going through because they don't understand and they're not a danger to the kingdom of darkness, uh, you know, because of their um, you know position of understanding then father we just thank you and we praise you and all we ask all we ask in the name of Jesus is that you will have mercy upon us that you will strengthen us that you will smooth out our path and that you will help us to come to the place thank you for the understanding father we praise you for it thank you for the understanding we thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it. All we're asking is that you help us just a little bit more. We're not asking for favoritism. We're simply asking for just a wee bit more help to steady our course. Thank you for awakening us 
to help us understand it. No matter where we think we are in our walk, no matter how much we are praying and how much we are leaning in on our prayer, that we have come to a day of darkness, indeed, days of darkness, where those of us who are at the cutting edge are the greatest threat to Satan's plans that are being unfolded across the world at this time are going to suffer. And we praise you for that because it helps us to understand we're not befuddled. We don't lose faith. We continue on our pursuits. We continue to pray. We fight our way through the difficulties that we're going through. And we continue to fight against the forces of darkness through the, through the weapons of our warfare that are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds and every high thing that, it, that, 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 that amounts itself against the will of our father that we stand in favor for and we will fight until the bitter end in the name of the lord jesus christ pour out your holy fire in the name of jesus upon us all and strengthen us in accordance with the word in jesus name isaiah forty thirty one. we call it down upon us we bind it before the courts of heaven and we thank lord god almighty for helping us to understand because when we understand we don't lose faith. When we understand, thank you, Jesus, we get pumped and we funnel that power, that power of the Holy Spirit, that power of the Godhead in our prayer lives against the forces of darkness in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Father God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Watch and pray For I would come for you one day I gave you my word so you would know The time I'd come and take you home Time for you to look around. The signs I gave for coming down. Don't be called a sleeping blind. You don't want to be left. Come and be home. 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 All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. Well, um, I guess, well, uh, you know, one thing that I, you know, am, uh, I guess, for those of you who know me and know what I have um, 
preached, teached, and shared over the last approaching 12 years. Now we're into the 12th year, I think. Um, uh, you know, um, one of the things you know is that I eat a lot of crow. All right, so I'm just going to say, crows, you're looking yummy right now. Oh, and by the way, I got that really cool, I got that really cool um, thingamajig that has the, you know, spoon and knife in it in a tiny little, like, card size thing that <clears throat> just arrived today. So I'm going to need that for all the travel that I'm going to have to go through because everybody's like, no more COVID. Everything's normal. We're going back to, you know, forget about the Ukraine. Yay. We don't for the time being have to wear a mask, which I think is a bunch of baloney because I figure that by the time I get to the airport, the mask will be back in effect. Um, it's just how it goes. <clears throat> but anyway, um, so I'm going to read it. First, I'm going to read a prophecy for you from Wings of Prophecy. Now, after after I read that, I'm going to explain to you why the situation that we're in right now is such that the analogy that I communicated on the last program about the thermometer, which I thought was just an, a wonderful, awesome epiphany and a great, precious gift from God needs to just be it 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 still kind of has meaning and it does it really does it has a lot of meaning and I intend to continue to work with that in my life and it might have some meaning in your life but I'm also going to tell you something else Satan has been released upon the earth right now, and most Christians, CBN, they got no idea. Uh, the Elijah List, I'm naming names right now, and you know what, Father, forgive me if I am upsetting you. I don't want to upset anybody, but they don't know what's going on. The Seven Mountains people, completely clueless. Ignorance is bliss, and some people on this earth are the happiest people on the earth. Okay? If ignorance is bliss, they are some of the happiest people on the earth. Those of us. Now, I didn't name any names of individuals, but I did name groups. I'm not picking on them. They are our fellow brothers and sisters, and they need to be in our prayers. However, in fact, some of these groups, if not, well, the vast majority, if not all, are distracting Christianity. Now, I will never name names. Never. Because I might as well just go ahead and put on a fire suit and say, see you in hell. Um, Because God made that very clear to me that you don't do that. And I feel so sorry for those that are out on YouTube right now that are doing that, naming names. Because I'm not so sure they're going to make it. I really don't. It doesn't matter how much they say praise Jesus. It doesn't matter how much they cry and boo and tell everybody that they love God. There is going to come a time when they stand before Jesus and say, Lord, Lord, have I not prophesied in your name? Have I not? And Jesus is going to say, be gone from me, doers, doers of lawlessness. I have not known you. Now, when Jesus says he has not known you, what he's saying is it's not that he doesn't know who the person is. It's not that he doesn't know what they're doing. It's not that he, Psalm 139 doesn't apply to them. It's not that what he is saying is a tantamount to what it says in John 16, 2, where it says they will kick you out of synagogues. Yes, there will come a time when they kill you and think they do God a service. But they do this because they do not know the Father nor me. Now, that what that means, that part about not knowing the Father nor me is about love. If you understand the love of the kingdom, if you understand the compassion of Jesus to carry your cross to your death, to your death, those who do not pick up their cross and follow after me are not worthy of me. 
Get it? That means all the way to Golgotha. That means to the point that you're getting nails pounded into your hands. I'm sorry if you don't like that message, but tough bananas. We don't have enough time to mamby-pamby and pansy pussyfoot around and go, and this, that, and the other thing, and -and so-and-so said, and this preacher said that and that. You know what? That's fine. Go ahead and believe whatever you want to believe, but get yourself a big old fire suit. Enough said. Now then, for those of us who are burdened with the fact, you know, with understanding the things that we understand and that we're, when they, we are being Jesus as we're commanded to be, and we um, are crushing and smashing the works of the devil, which we are commanded to be in Christ, because it's no longer we who live, but Christ who lives in us. And that's what Jesus was sent to do. So that's what we're sent to do, is to smash, crush, and destroy the works of the devil. So you can take any of the things that Jesus did while he's on the earth and say, oh, darn, looks like I got to do all those things. Well, guess what? You figured it out. Good for you. Ding, 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 ding. Hallelujah. You get a bell. All right. Once you, when you read the Gospels, when you read the Scriptures, when you read the admonishments that are in all of the all of the text of the New Testament, the New Covenant, and you say, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe they had to go through all those things. I can't believe that Jesus had to carry his cross and get nails put in his hands, and he had to be peaceful the whole time." That's you. And if you haven't figured that out yet, then you have not figured out your destiny on this earth. And I'm sorry, the trains left the station. And you either play a game of catch-up or you're going to be a foolish virgin and you're going to be cast into the Great Tribulation. Or at least, at the very worst, I pray in Jesus' name that you do not miss the barley harvest, which is going to be the first rescue mission. And believe you me, things are going to get a lot worse before um, the wheat harvest. And most, most Christians that are alive today, that are like, oh, I'm going to be here for the final harvest and I'm going to make it through the three days of darkness and this and that and the other thing. Look, man, you know what? You're probably going to be dead. So you better be in a good place with the Lord when you die, because the vast majority of Christians in the United States of America and other countries are probably not going to be alive because a gigantic meteor will have smashed into the earth and caused a massive mega tsunami shaking the whole earth, tipping it to and fro, just like in Isaiah 24. And it is going to be so horrible that 22 million people have been prophetically predicted to die on the east coast of the United States of Babylon the Great. And that's just for starters. What about the Mediterranean? What about the, the uh, uh, west coast of Africa? What about the other sides of the world that are going to be affected by this? The entire world is going to shake. All the brick buildings, all the all the uh, stone buildings, they're all going to crumple to the ground. How many people are going to die in that? What about the nuclear bombs that are going to be set off in the different cities? How many millions are going to die? How many Christians that li- watch CBN and follow the Elijah list and think you know they don't? Even, most of the people that follow the Elijah list don't even know that they are all seven mountains. They don't even get it. Anyway, we're running out of time. I'm not picking on anybody. Maybe there are some people on the Elijah list that are not seven mountains, but I have a feeling that that's not the case. All right. And I'm telling you, folks, 
Jesus is not going to come back and change the uh, the the, uh, the the you know the seven mountains mandate thing. He's not going to come back and take over uh, the, the church or you know take over uh, you know Hollywood and take over uh, you know the school systems and the educational systems and the government systems and all this other stuff. It's not going to happen. It's never going to happen. It was it's 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 a bunch of baloney that's contrived. I'm not going to name any names, but if you do a little bit of homework on it, you will find out there was one particular individual, not unlike, by the way, particular individual such as uh, that particular individual that uh, caused or, 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 if you will, founded Mormonism. Okay. All right. So I'm I'm just warning you that a lot of the prophetic words that are out there are coming from people I can't even get through to my own family. And so I just got to let them believe what they got to believe, what they want to think, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. And it's our job to pray. We are the prayer warriors. Look, we are commanded to pray effectively. The effectual, fervent prayers of a righteous man avails much, James 5.16b. Well, how are you going to have effective and fervent uh, fervent prayers is one thing. You can fervently pray that a dog sprouts wings and flies over uh, to the Ukraine and bites Zelensky's head off, but I don't, good luck with that one. I don't think it's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of Christians, bazillions of them out there, praying their eyes out, tears gushing down their face, please God, please God, please God, please God, but they're not praying in alignment with God's will. They don't understand their Bible, and they've been duped by somebody who twisted some scripture in Isaiah and told everybody that, I've been given a great word from the Lord, and I am here to tell you that these things will happen before Jesus comes. There will be a temple that is built in Al-Aqsa Mosque. There will be this, and there will be that, and let's all follow, because my father's father's and my father's father's father's, and I've been taken to heaven, and I meet Jesus. Jesus every Tuesday for tea at three o'clock in the afternoon. But never mind that everything that I ever say is wrong. And evangelical Christians will go, well, you know, um, you know, God sometimes he changes his mind. God doesn't change his mind that much for crying out loud. But I can't get to my family. I can't get through. They want to hear the good news. They want to hear itchy ears. They don't want to see the things that are happening across the world. They pay no attention to the weather problems. They pay no attention to the volcanoes popping off. They pay no attention to the incredible increase in in uh, in, in uh, 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 rumbling and uh, earthquake activity that is occurring off the coast of and within the coast of California right now. They don't see any of these things. They don't listen to any of the prophets that are similar to the prophets in Jeremiah that are similar to the prophets in Isaiah. They don't listen to any of the prophets that sound anything like the prophets that are in the Bible. Not a one. They sound like everything's going to be just fine because Trump's going to, you know, uh, Captain Kirk is going to like beam Trump back into the office of the president. <clears throat> and by the way, I, uh, it was People Magazine that just printed an article. I thought I would pass this along. But very interesting. But People Magazine printed an article. Um, I think it was yesterday. might have been this morning. That said, um, oh, Donald Trump doesn't have to be a Christian on Easter because he's not the president anymore. On, e- on Easter Sunday, you can call whatever you want, a Resurrection Day, whatever. 
Hallelujah. And my sisters are like, you know, my one sister, she texts me and she's like, he is risen. And of course, I am supposed to respond. He is risen indeed, because you got to play the game, right? You got to pretend like that's meaningful to the kingdom. To say the words, the same words that thousands and thousands of Christians that don't even practice Christianity are out there saying every Easter while Donald Trump is playing golf at Mar-a-Lago. But that's okay. Give me another glass of dum-dum Kool-Aid. Let me slug down some extra fluoride. Rip out my brain with a shrimp fork. Forget the spleen. Just go right for the brain. Hannibal Lecter, where are you? All right. Now, kids, are you there? Kids, come on. I want to hear a little bit more of a cheer from you guys. Come on. There you go. There you go. All right, kids. I got so much news to cover tonight. I'm, I don't even know if I'm going to get to a joke. Oh, all right. All right. All right. I'll, kids, I'll, just a couple here. Kids, what kind of a garden does a bake, does a baker have? All right, and I'm going to have to zoom in here on the computer because I can't see it. <laughs> Kids, a baker has a flower garden, okay, but it's a F-L-O-U-R flower garden. <laughs> Is that all right, kids? Did that work for you? Okay. All right. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. But you know what? We got so much to cover tonight. You're not getting any more. Oh, well. Ah, but just hang in there. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So that's it. Um, have a ton, in, ton of news to cover. Um, I want to uh, share with you that um, the Lord whooped me over the head with a frying pan, and he did it in a big way. It was kind of like, oh, oh, my, oh, 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 my gosh, don't, please, oh, stop beating me, Father, please, in the name of Jesus, oh, my gosh, come on, please. I just prayed about this this morning, oh, my gosh. All right. As soon as you think you've figured something out, let me just tell you something, folks. You ain't. Psalm, I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians 8.2. If anyone thinks they know anything, they know nothing yet as they ought to know. All right? Repeat after me. If anyone thinks they know anything, they know nothing yet as they ought to know. All right, kind of, sort of getting this. All right, so anyway, so my big old testimony that I gave, because I thought I came to this wonderful understanding of things, and oh, by the way, good luck getting this kind of a testimony uh, from anybody else out there, because you're not, because pride in their heart will keep them from saying what I'm about to say. While I like the thermometer analogy, because it does have a lot of meaning, while it is true that you can smile, that you should, and that all the things that I've spoken about, you know, choosing happy or all that kind of stuff is very effective, and it is, and we must, um, 
God has put us in a place right now. This is how far along we are in the Great Tribulation, or not the Great Tribulation, but the, I don't know, some people would like to call it the Tribulation period. That would be what the, um, uh, it would kind of be what is referred to as a period of time by those who embrace the concept of pre-tribulation rapture, pre-trip. However, if they haven't figured out that they're wrong by now, they are not paying attention, <laughs> you know, and they're listening to the same Christians and same Christian radio stations as the rest of them are completely lost, have no idea what's going on. They're going over the Ukraine and they're praying for all the poor Ukrainians that are being hurt so badly by Russia without any knowledge whatsoever about the history, about the Nazism, about the slaughter of uh, thousands upon tens upon thousands of people, the murder of their children, and the support of the CIA and the United States Babylonian Pentagon Pentagram Army from the bowels of hell. And they're over there praying for them. Oh, Lord, please help them so much. Never mind that they hate anybody who doesn't look like them, speak like them, or talks a different language and want to kill them and murder them. Let us, Lord, please, in Jesus' name, give them more tanks and weapons to kill people. I'm like, what? Do you know what you're praying for? Again, if you're going to pray for your dog to sprout wings and go up and, you know, bite the nose off of Zelensky, then good luck. I don't think you're going to get that prayer. You've got to pray effectively. You've got to understand what's going on. You, if you don't understand what's going on, your, your prayers are just going to be wasted. You might as not, well, you, forget it. Go get yourself another helping of scrambled eggs and go read your Bible somewhere in a corner that you're obviously not understanding anyways. So just do what you do. But you're not helping the kingdom at all. Those of us who understand what is happening right now are the ones that are the greatest danger to Satan. Now. The ones who do not understand what is going on, I don't care how many tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands or millions of Christians that they are, are not helping the kingdom at all, because those prayers will not be heard, which is why Donald Trump is not in the presidency right now. And it's why he is not suddenly vaporized and become some kind of a godlike shining entity and just like suddenly materialized in the Oval Office like they all said he was going to do, essentially. <sighs> it's exasperating. I apologize for having to reschedule the show. Sister Nancy is under humongous attack. Carrie Hill is under humongous attack. I am under humongous attack. Remember that thermometer? Well, evidently, God, that message about Job, by the way, that scripture, though, though he slay me, yet I will trust him. That got dumped on my head right after the show. I woke up on Monday morning. I went to work, and I was like, I just got calls, and things came flying across my – it was just, it was a slaughter. 
It was a slaughter. So that 25 degrees of headroom, or I don't know what you want to call it, but cushion that I had between that place that we reside, you know, as we deal with all of this understanding, Ecclesiastes 118, and that 25 degrees between that and the top of the thermometer busting off, well, the Lord, well, I don't know that the Lord had a direct hand in it, per se, but I will read for you this testimony. But it was a great awakening for me, and I'm sharing it with you now, because I love crow. And right now, I'm kind of hungry. I've been doing the keto thing, and I could really go for a nice, big old, juicy, gigantic um, crow souffle with lots of eggs, maybe some crow quiche, you know, with some uh, spinach or whatever. <laughs> I'm glad you're following along, boys. All right. This is a prophecy from Wings of Prophecy. And um, I'm going to read it to you because this one is on the mark. That's all I'm going to say. Short, to the point. It's not a reprint. Not that that's bad because some, you know, prophecies sometimes take a long time to materialize or actually, be, you know, whatever. Sometimes you prophesy, oh, look at the stuff that was prophesied by Jeremiah for crying out loud. A lot of that stuff still yet to come. So there's this delta between the prophecy and it. But this one, nothing of the sort. It is now and it is happening right now. It was Tuesday, April the 19th of 2022 from Wings of Prophecy, and it's entitled Unraveling. Listen to this. I find it remarkably amazing in a supernatural way that this prophecy came out right after the circumstances of my life proved to me that my thermometer analogy had a gap in it. And that gap was that that 25% range that you have where you can smile and take some time, meditate, Philippians 4.8, praise God, you know, whatever the case is, you, you know, and kind of regroup and all that kind of stuff. Well, we may have gone past that point. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't practice it. I am going to continue to practice it. I have to. Otherwise, I'm a dead man. <laughs> okay? Well, I may not be dead, you know, because, you know, you know, you know, eternal life and all that kind of stuff. But you know what I'm saying? I will be homeless for sure. This radio station will be debunked. Terry Hill's website was taken down for several days or at least a, a, an entire 24 hours, maybe longer. Okay? We didn't know if it was going to come up. We were praying a lot. Sister Nancy is under so much attack right now that I can't put it into words. I'm just going to leave it at that. It's a miracle that she can help at all with the, with the ministry, and she's doing a fabulous job. But my situation, Satan's loving this. He's just, <laughs> you know, it's that kind of thing. But in, on top of all that, you know, if I had a normal job, if my job was anything like it was five years ago, and it was like that for another five years prior, 
where I had enough bandwidth, extra time, that even if people that were helping me couldn't help anymore, I could pick up the slack and keep everything on track. That is not the case anymore. That is simply not. Period. End of story. So when Satan goes after the people that help this ministry, which he does fervently, the net result is that I'm so completely 20,000 leagues under the sea with Captain Nemo sticking his head outside the submarine going, John, John, where are you? That things fall apart. And I expect that it's going to get worse. Like I said, um, and let me just read the prophecy, and I think this will kind of like, you know, you'll be like, whoa, man, wowee, kind of thing. Tuesday, April 19, 2022, Wings of Prophecy, and it is entitled Unraveling. Quote, I am he who spoke you to, uh, to spoke, who spoke all you see into existence. I am he who knitted you together in your mother's womb. My holy word holds all of uh, all that you see together, which is true. I put the order into all of my creation. Man, who I also created, has decided he no longer has a need of me. So this is a generalization. This is God looking down on the earth and going, man, the situation down there is just filthy. Now, we already know that because without the protection of God, Satan would wipe us all out anyway. So when God lifts his hands of protection off of anything, we already know he's lifted his hand of protection off of the earth as a planet. Why? Because Fauci and Gates and Soros and the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab and all these other freaks would not have been allowed to murder what's going to be the – well, eventually it will be millions and millions. Don't know it yet. I don't even know how many people I work with right now that are going to die. But it's going to be a lot. Probably not the ones I'm praying for. Which is a lot. But it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot. A lot of people you know are going to die. It's AIDS, man. It's AIDS. AIDS. Immunodeficiency disorder. Now, I know there are people out there talking about snake bite venom and stuff, and I just want to grab them and just, I want to give them a swirly. Do you know what a swirly is? where you take their head and you shove it in the toilet and you flush it and their hair sp- swirls around. That's what I want to do. Anybody who's mentioned anything about snake bite venom, I want to grab their head, shove them in the toilet, and flush the toilet and watch their hair spin around. I'm not going to do that, of course. But that's what I want to do. That's the flesh of me. Because I'm frustrated that they didn't do their homework and they're so hungry for somebody to give them a daggone PayPal uh, thing to keep their whatever uh, open. And what I'm like, what are you talking about? Are you not paying attention to the science? Do you not realize that there are hundreds, if not hundreds of thousands of doctors that have analyzed this stuff and they already know what's inside of it and they've already warned the population about it and nobody's listening to them and people are going to die by the millions. 
Why are you distracting us with snake venom? Who cares about snake venom? They've been using snake venom for decades inside of medicines. Get over it. Gosh, sometimes I feel like I'm talking to a bag of sand. But uh, anyway, I, and that's okay. I don't mind. You know, I can talk to a bag of sand. I'm going to keep on talking to bags of sand until I die. <laughs> Praise God, whenever that is. Hopefully, the sooner the better. But anyway, I'm going to go ahead and keep on, keep on reading this prophecy. Listen to this. So first, our father speaks through Glinda and says, you know, that I'm the, uh, my holy word holds the whole, all of creation together. Then he says, listen to this, man, who I also created, has decided he no longer has a need of me. Now, he's speaking to generalities across the world. He desires, quote, he desires a world without me. So I will give him one. Now, think about the ramifications and the implications of what God just spoke through her. I will give him a world without me. Now, what does that mean to the saints? And I can hear the evangelical Christians going, well, the Bible says that Jesus says he will never leave us or forsake us. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But Jesus was talking in eternal terms. He wasn't talking about tomorrow. He wasn't talking about next week. He wasn't talking about three months from now. He was talking in eternal terms. He is there. He resides in you. You have power through prayer. Amen. But don't think you're not going to go through a hill of ugly. But people do. And our father goes on to say in this prophecy, quote, I am withdrawing, pay close attention in the name of Jesus. I am withdrawing my hand from your world, children. Now, folks, if that ain't enough to make your hair stand up straight and to reach for your shrimp fork, then you're not paying attention goes on to say, it will now begin, the world, you know, uh, it says it will now begin unraveling, for it is I, our Father, who holds it together. Well, what have I been saying for the last few years? That the only way the bioweapon attack and the uh, bioweapon vaccine And all that other stuff could have happened as if God was lifting his hand of protection off of the earth. Well, guess what? We have arrived. Now, let me elucidate further. Because every time I learn something, which comes at a great cost to me, not necessarily what some people would consider to be a negative cost. Hey, John, you're not in a you're not in a Chinese prison having them, you know, stick hot needles underneath your fingernails. Yeah, that's true. Well, let me just. <laughs> so after I give my testimony on a Sunday night show, I go to work and I'm thinking, man, all is cool. It's all good. The Lord's taking care. It's all sweet. I figured it out. I'm going to smile my way through it. Everything's cool. And then all of a sudden, this gigantic Chinook helicopter driven by Satan himself, flew over my house and dropped 
more bovine feces than can be found in 800 hectares of farmland right before the harvest. Right on my head. (laughs) Turns out I'm the only one of 3,500 consultants in a $3.5 billion company that knows how to do and has a specialization in what's known as business continuity which is, by the way, how you help a company establish a program so that they are able to continue their operations in the midst of horrific calamities. Started to establish that specialization in 1998, having no idea what I was doing, but for some strange, peculiar reason, I was fascinated by it. And I made the incredibly weird mistake, or maybe it was a good mistake, I don't know, But right now, it seems awfully weird. But here I am, 20-some, 22, 23 years later, 24 maybe, and I'm the only one who has that knowledge. And every company out there right now is screaming bloody murder for somebody to come in and help them figure out how to survive the next global cataclysm. And I had sales representatives saying to me, John, why is everybody asking for this? Why is everybody worried about this? What is going on here? And I said, dude, look around you, man. The world is falling apart. The boards of directors of these major corporations are freaking out right now. They're saying to themselves, oh, my gosh, if this war expands, if the things that are happening in Israel expand, if the things that are happening in the Ukraine expand, if the things that are happening in Black Lives Matter and all this other stuff and January 6th, oh, my gosh, how are we going to keep our business in business? But the only one who knows how to do that in my company is me. So now... I am helping them put together quotations and proposals for an endless stream of billion-dollar companies saying, Help us! Oh, and by the way, (laughs) and I got to do other stuff, too, um, that has deadlines that it seems to me is like so infinitely unimportant right now. I just want to scream to my leadership and say, Get some other nasty mo- NASA monkey to do this work. But they're all busy doing other stuff because they're worried about ransomware and they're worried about this and they're worried about that. And, blah, 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 blah. and the only person in the company, a bunch of people can do ransomware. Hundreds of people can do ransomware. Ransomware is a piece of cake. <laughs> I, could, I can personally tell a company how to avoid ransomware and ha- never pay a ransom ever sleep deeply every night in less than 10 minutes, <laughs> okay? But they don't know how to do it, okay? So it's a big deal. The companies that are really waking up are the ones that see the Ukraine war, the Russian threat, the World Economic Forum, and all that other weirdness, the Klaus Schwab Nazis, and they recognize, oh, my gosh, how are we going to continue to operate? Because they don't see this as Jesus coming. They, they see this as a global threat operation. So they're coming to my company, and they're saying, oh, my God, please help us. And then they're like, call John. He knows how to do it. (laughs) Oh, oh well. 
All the while, Terry Hill's website's going down. All the while, Nancy's going through all kinds of heck on earth. All the while, uh, Israel's going through endless rocket streams right now. And the Middle East is going through all kinds of turmoil. Don't even get me going on North Korea. Don't even get me going on the Taiwan situation. Don't even get me going on BRICS and the establishment of the ruble going through the roof and all the things that were being told by Fox and Hannity and all these people. And yes, I am naming Hannity. I am mad at him. I'm mad at him because he's buying off on the narrative and he's parroting it. The only one I have any respect for at all is uh, Carlson, and that's starting to diminish a little bit, too, because I think he's protecting his job. I think he knows way more than he knows, and maybe he needs to. Maybe he doesn't want to become the next Dan Rather. I don't know. But anyway, on that note... On that note, praise God, um, uh, uh, I, I, I scheduled the wrong show this morning. Uh, Nancy was out doing things that she had to do because of her challenges. Uh, nobody covered me. I you know, was 20,000 leagues under the sea. Get under, unbelievable. Anyway, whatever. It's a miracle that I'm even doing the show tonight. I, you know what? I, all things considered, <laughs> let me tell you. Lauren, I'm I'm like trying to gla- grab a 30 minute nap because I'm I'm so tired I can't even hardly talk. And then I, I'm like I gotta I gotta get a nap I gotta get a nap I only got three and a half hours of sleep. So I go in and then I get this message from Lauren and he's like Am I on tonight? And I'm like Of course you're on tonight. And then like 15 minutes later I look because I remembered sending out the the communication and then. I look, I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not until next week. It's Robert. It's Robert. And I just talked to Robert two days ago, but I forgot in the midst of all the craziness. Right now, it. Well, anyway, I, I, I can't put it in the words, and so I'm not going to try. But anyway, I wanted to share this with you, only not as an excuse, but as an example. Because in my little world, it is only a taste of what other people are going through that is way worse. Way worse. And if you're not, and you're not praying for those of us who are, you'll end up having a conversation with Jesus. I promise you, this is true, that you're not going to be especially happy with. Now, he ain't going to be mean to you because he isn't like that. But you're going to wish you spent more time in prayer, for sure. And it will affect your rewards and inheritance. I've got plenty of stuff that affects my rewards and inheritance. i got a list. i got a garbage list so deep right now. If I get a single reward at all, I'll be lucky. I'll probably be banished to some snowy mountaintop like 5 million miles away from Mount Zion. I have no idea. Praise God. But anyway, I'd rather be in that place than in the place where a lot of our brothers and sisters are thinking that they're in like Flynn. 
That's a very, very, very bad place to be. And that is not a place that I want to be as imperfect as I am. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And on that note, let's go ahead and pound our way through the news and then bring on Robert Vandriest Mitchell. It is next Wednesday that we're bringing on Lauren. I had a conversation with him and I said, Lauren, um, the Yu-Gi-Oh thing is really exciting and cool. But if you give the long version of it, you're going to lose people because it's complicated. So, but Lauren's a long version guy. So I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe the Lord will anoint him. Maybe he'll be able to, you know, but whatever. I I let him know because it is complicated. It is complicated. And he wants to get out all the details and it overcomes him. You know, know, and so I just let him know that there's a lot of listeners because it's a very powerful, powerful epiphany that the Lord gave him through the Holy Spirit as he was watching something that was so unlikely related to the Great Tribulation, but is actually very related to the Great Tribulation. The problem is I am I am hoping beyond hope, and I don't know if I – that we can get the message out to folks – and they go, yes, I get it. This is cool. Awesome. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. You know, even if we're not 100% accurate, which we probably aren't, we it is highly likely that we're going to meet the 80-20 world to some degree. And if that be true, the message that Lauren's going to share on the 27th is very, very cool. The question is, can he get it out without so much detail that it loses the listener? I don't know, because Lorne is just that kind of guy. He he becomes overcome with the Holy Spirit. He starts to talk, and, and he starts to go off, and he explains every little detail. And he doesn't understand that right now in the middle of the end times, people's you know attention spans are like five minutes. Okay, so anyway, um, uh, he's he. It was kind of a cool thing that I accidentally scheduled him for tonight because it kind of he was even telling me, oh, okay, well, this is great. This is this is uh, kind of like letting me know, you know, I was starting to prepare and also, and I said, well, dude, you know, take the preparation time as time to look for opportunities to shave off some of the detail and get to the the really important stuff a little bit quicker so that. Some of the listeners will be able to embrace the message in the midst of the end times. And we just don't have the luxury, and it's really, really, it's hard. It's hard. When a person is led to share every little detail and how they were led there and how they worked their way to it over three, four, five, seven, eight years of time, it's hard. I know. I've had to give testimony on on shows, on radio shows. And you know what? If I give a two-hour testimony... It's the most shortest, concatenated version you can ever imagine. It has left out so much stuff. But I always pray and I hope that the stuff that the Lord led me to say was the stuff that was really important. And so that's, uh, you know, um, it's hard. It's very, very hard because, you know, some of these things that the Lord has shown myself, has shown Lauren, uh, has shown Elena, has shown, you know, Robert. It, it didn't happen in a day. It happened over 20 or 30 years. And that's not easy to jam into one hour. It's very hard. And right now we're all distracted by things that are just like, oh, are you kidding me? 
Are you kidding me? Praise God. Don't let that, try your best not to let the top of the thermometer break. Try your best. But also recognize what this prophecy says. Because that means a Chinook double-blade helicopter might just fly over your head when you least expect it and dump the mother load right on your head. God is trying to bring us all to a place, maybe not all of us, but a lot of us, to a place because of our calling in the end times where we are able to withstand the payload of that Chinook helicopter. You don't become a Navy SEAL by doing 50 push-ups a day. I hope you know what I mean. Praise God. And on that note, let's go into the news. Hallelujah. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's not normal. It's just wrong. Uh, it's not normal. This is disturbing. <laughs> Game over. All right, praise God. So for those of you who went to tribulation-now.org and attempted to listen to the Major Scott Ritter interview, the really long one um, that's posted on the main page, and we're using an Apple mobile device. You're not using a PC. You're using an Apple iPhone or an Apple tablet. It won't work. Therefore, in the upper left-hand corner of the main page or in the top of the list of uh, posts, you will see Scott Ritter and Alex Thompson Insider Intelligence Interview. But if you're using an Apple mobile device, it won't work. Therefore, I just wanted to let you know that I put the YouTube video link, which is going – it's not going to be – it won't work very long. They'll take it down, guaranteed, and then you'll be – Kind of like out of luck. There's nothing I can do about it. All right. Um, uh, If you're using an Android, it'll work beautifully. If you're using a PC or a laptop or a Windows 10 machine, no problem. It'll work great. But Apple mobile devices hate HTML version 5. And it won't work. So as long as the YouTube link works, which I just added to it, you will be able to hear a very, very amazing interview that I highly recommend. All right, so I just, excuse me, wanted to let you know that that has now been updated and posted. For those of you who have maybe tried to access it, I did get an email from a listener, and she was like, I'm getting this error that says blankety, blankety, blank HTML5, and I'm like, you're using a mobile, you're using an Apple iPhone, aren't you? She said, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, and I'm like, Okay, and so I had to go in and update the article. But I wanted to let you know that just in case, you know, uh, you were one of the Apple victims. Anyway, next up. The 
and just in case you think I'm exaggerating, right now I'm in the process of putting out quotes for one, two, three, four, five, six, all of them, billion-dollar companies. One of them has 13 locations worldwide and is a manufacturing company to create a plan for them to survive catastrophic global disasters. Oh, and by the way, that's only a sales cycle. I still got to do my other work. And I won't name the names of the companies that need me to do that. They're big. And I guarantee you, you have stuff in your house that's made by them, and you use their services. Oh, and I didn't mention three of them, but you're three of the largest. You might say, well, John, you're so blessed. Yeah, right. Okay. There's... It's a mixed blessing. Three of them ask for me by name. 3,500 consultants. 3.5 billion in revenue. And three of the biggest of those companies asked for me to do it for them by name. Requiring multiple trips to Chicago, multiple tri- or at least one lengthy trip to Vegas, on and on and on it goes. Where it stops, nobody knows. And I got to do that while I keep on doing the radio show. Try to grab a half an hour of sleep while everybody else that's helping the radio show is getting attacked. You know, thank God they're not meteors and T-Rexes. But they're still really bad stuff, and I'm not going to, you know, for privacy purposes, I'm not going to divulge the uh, stuff they're going through because it's kind of, you know. Saying that Terry Hill's website went down is one thing, but divulging some of the other problems that they're going through is another. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Power restored to 275,000 Ontario homes after a heavy snow and heavy wind. And indeed, that did happen, and it has blown over now, but that's okay. It's important to take note that, uh, you know, Planet X is approaching. I mean, really, at the end of the day, that's all it is. I'm not going to get into global warming, global this, global that, seas rising, whatever. I will mention Nicholas uh, von Rensburg and, you know, when the ice melts in the beginning of World War III, and I'm like, you know, dude – you know, hopefully the next time, if you you know, if you live in, you know, if you go to another planet or whatever someday, uh, you know, you'll be a little bit more clear than when the ice melts because, you know, uh, the Larson B and C ice ice shelf in Antarctica is already gone. I would think we'd be out of here by now. But, eh, well, whatever. When the ice melts, okay, fine. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Jordan's Abdullah, Turkey's Erdogan condemn Israel over Temple Mount clashes. And right now I'm getting reports from West Coast Walter out in, um, oh, I'm sorry. It used to be called Portland, Oregon, but now it's called Little China. Okay. Um, He's reporting from Little China and he says that uh, he's getting um, endless. He's just, his phone is his iPhone. Sorry for that. I feel sorry for West Coast Walter. He's got an iPhone. Too bad. But anyway, um, he um, he sent me a visual of the massive number of missile attacks that are happening right now in Israel. Now, who they're coming from, where they're coming from, you know, that uh, that's relevant 
But unfortunately, the missile attack alerts do not give you that level of information. But they are definitely under attack right now. Praise God. And you know what? It, it is ramping up. And see, here's the thing. You might say, well, John, you know, if, if you are on the side of Russia to wipe out the Nazis that are slaughtering people in the Ukraine because that whole country is corrupt and full of Nazis, even the people that they say are nice Ukrainians are still, they even train their children to say, kill this Russian people, dare to kill them. I've seen the videos. I know what I'm talking about. I get it. Most people don't. There are evangelical Christians over there praying for the poor Ukrainians. It's not how it is. Zelensky is a real, bona fide Bandera Nazi. And we're sending our military over there to help them. A lot of them. And tanks and helicopters to keep on doing whatever. It's enough to make me just want to rip my hair out. And I already have a large bald spot on my head the size of a yarmulke. Sometimes when I see pictures that were taken of me at a Christmas party, I'm like, am I Jewish? Am I Jewish? Is that a yarmulke? And then I'm like, oh, daggone it. It's a big old bald spot. I look great from the front. You take a picture from the front, and you're like, hey, man, you got a nice head of hair. You're, you're looking good. You're tooling. You're cool. You're right on the money, man. You're a, you're a money-making guy. You're it. You're all that. And then I turn around, and they're like, whoa, what happened? I'm being blinded by the light. <laughs> blinded by the light. Thank you, Jesus. All right, next one up. Washington Free Beacon, Iranian Ghost Armada ferries $22 billion worth of illicit oil to China. So Iran's doing great. All they need is their billions of dollars that Obama was trying to give them so that they could really kickstart forward their Fordow facility uranium enrichment uh, nuclear weapons program that they lie and say they're not doing. Thank you, Mr. Obama, anti-freaking Christ. Um, I'm not supposed to say the freaking word. Some people don't like that. Some people say it all the time. They're like, oh, whatever. Um, What is the word? Bingo. Uh, You know, anti-bingo Christ. How about that? Kids, are you all right with bingo? All All right, next one up. Russian Foreign Ministry, threat of chemical terrorism by Ukrainian nationalists. By the way, when you see the words Ukrainian nationalists, you can just put the word Nazi in there. You will be right on the money. It says it's very real. That's a false flag attack. <laughs> they are trying so hard to push Putin <clears throat> Into, uh, you know, if you will, cross the line and allow, you know, full-blown World War III to break out. What they don't seem to realize, no, I think they do realize it. I really do. I honestly believe with all my heart they realize that the United States military industrial complex is so depleted right now that if Russia turned their guns against us, it would be totally game over. But that's what they want. That's the that's the plan. The plan is to destroy the United States of Babylon, the great revelation chapter 18. And it's going to happen. I just don't know if it's going to happen during this, you know, special operation. Um, unless they really, 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 really make Putin mad. 
All right, next one up. Hallelujah. Here we go. Abandoned ammunition depot of neo-Nazi Azov. Anytime you see the word Azov. By the way, in any of your CNN articles or Fox News articles, if you even listen to them without throwing up, okay, uh, whenever you see A-Z-O-V, Azov, it can be Azov something, 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 something. Just take the word Azov and put the word Nazi there. And then you understand. The term Azov is synonymous with the word Nazi. Okay. But a lot of people don't get that. Anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Kiev orders Azov Nazis to shoot those who are surrendering at a Azovstal. Azovstal, I guess that's the name of a place, according to the Russian Ministry of Defense. So what they're letting them know is that Russia is saying, hey, guys, come on out. And I, I've seen the videos. I've seen the videos of Ukrainian soldiers and the mercenaries from other countries like the UK, et cetera, coming out and surrendering to to the to the Russians. And the Russians are like, you know, of course they're doing the whole police thing, you know, keep your hands behind your back, that kind of thing. But they treat them well. They actually, after this special operation is over, the plan is, and they're publicizing this plan, is to send them home to their families. But that isn't what's happening with the Ukrainian army. When they capture Russian soldiers, they cut their um, personal parts off their body as part of a ceremonial murder before they kill them. We're talking about Nazism slaughter that makes some of the stuff that happened in the Holocaust seem eh, relatively mild. But you're never going to hear that from the West, who's following Klaus Schwab, the House of Windsor, the Black Pope out of the, you know, I mean, the list goes on and on. And we're part of it. Pentagon, Pentagram, for crying out loud, somebody wake up. Next one up. Jerusalem Post, Israel is walking a fine line between war and peace, according to this analysis. And it goes on to explain what's going on at the Al-Aqsa Mosque and all the rioting and all the fighting. And never mind the Israeli jets that are bombing places in uh, – in, and why is and, – and you might say to yourself, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. If Putin is so good and Russia is okay and all that kind of stuff, how come they support Syria? How come – because it's simply they just want to do their thing. Russia has never been an aggressive country. Russia has never said, I'm going to go out and conquer other countries like the United States does, like the West does, like NATO's union does. Russia just wants to be left alone. But with the slaughter of the people in Donbass, it was too much. And they were crying out for help, as they ought to have been, while our government and the CIA was completely ignoring it, creating bioweapons labs in preparation for some kind of massive covert slaughter operation. 
I don't like the United States. And if I if somebody dropped a million dollars on my front porch, I would leave it now. You know, there's people out there that, with their snooty, ignorant minds who come out and say things like, well, if you don't like living here, then why don't you move somewhere else? All right, go ahead. Fund me. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, anyway, but I'm stuck here, like a lot of us are. Hallelujah, praise God, thank you, Jesus. Maybe we'll wake up a few people along the way that aren't too busy listening to the prophets telling them that they met Jesus yesterday at a tea party. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Next one up. The United States should compensate France for losses in the, in the EU, bans Russian gas, and says French president candidate Marine Le Pen. Uh, oh, oh, she says that. Okay, so that's her stand. And, and oh, by the way, just so you know, I, you know, a little bit, little teeny weeny bit of information, that whole thing between Le Pen and, you know, that whole voting thing that's going on right now over in France with Marcon and Le Pen. That's going to erupt into a whole lot of ugly. Just wait for that to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. But no matter what the outcome is, it ain't going to be pretty. Next one up. Ukraine sank Russian ship Moscow. And look, by now we all know that, yes, the Ukraine took the missiles that we gave them and sunk a Russian ship. Now, That is what has led to Russia saying, okay, Russia already came out long, long time, 30 days before, pretty much, at least two weeks before um, the Ukraine did that, and the Ukraine attacked Russian soil. Russia came out and made they – tr- first they tried to come to a treaty. Zelensky, the Nazi, said, no way, I'm not doing none of that, which was really dumb on his part. And then, um, uh, of course, he's thinking he's going to get all this help from the, quote, West, blah, 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 and on and on and on it goes. But Russia is given like bazillions of chances for them to back off. Just do this, this, and this. Leave Donbass alone. Let us put in protective forces. Oh, no, you're not going to do that. That's our, that's our territory. No, no, no. You let us alone. You let us kill all those little girls. You let us slaughter and blow to bits all those little babies. You let us – I've seen the pictures. I have seen the photographs of the little children blown to pieces by the Ukrainian Nazis that we support. Some things you can't unsee. But oh well. Welcome to planet Earth in the end times. Hey, let's go over and have a prayer vigil with Zelensky. Where's my epicac? Praise God. Next one up. Chin Zhen, Zheng, Zhai, this, that, and the other things. China's zero COVID policy. And, and the, rep, the moral of that story is China is evil. We all know it. And they're trying to snap out every version of unimportant sub-variant of COVID. And they're like, oh, no, another COVID, you know, great opportunity to punish and torture and starve to death our own population. And they're doing it. But, you know, (laughs) surprise, surprise, surprise. Next one up. All right, Ynet News reports, Palestinian riding on Temple Mount, bus hits, stone throwing. Okay, lots of 
Lots and lots of stuff going on in Israel right now. Rockets, Palestinian riots, Temple Mount, forays, rows, fights, riots. Uh, Israel's doing multiple attacks on multiple strike uh, uh, military targets uh, over nearby, um, uh, you know, Assad's operation there. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's ramping up. I mean, the point here is it's ramping up. Again, you're going to say, you know, the dumber people out there that don't really understand things are going to say things like, well, why would you be on the side of somebody who is um, trying to stomp out the world order, the new world order, hates the World Economic Forum, hates Nazis, is trying to just get people to leave them alone and his people alone, but also supports Syria and Iran and all that kind of stuff. No, listen, it's like Pennsylvania trying to protect themselves from an attack from North Carolina or Virginia. If Pennsylvania in the United States was under attack from North Carolina or Virginia or whatever, they would protect Maryland like it was their last lifeline. They wouldn't care if the people in Maryland spoke, you know, some strange alien language from planet Pop-Tart. It would not matter because you need that land buffer to keep them from doing a blitzkrieg on Pennsylvania. The only reason that Russia gives a darn about Syria or Iran is that they need a land buffer. And they don't like it when, um, uh, you know, uh, Finland and Sweden joins NATO because they know that that gives NATO a license to put nuclear-capable weapons on the edge of their border, and they don't like it. But, you know... You know, I mean, after all, you know, the United States and the Russian-Cuban missile crisis and all that, all you know, we we got all bent out of shape because of maybe some missiles in Cuba. Russia's completely surrounded. They have been, we've been encroaching on their territory now with NATO and nuclear missiles forever. I mean, it's in excess of ten years. On this show with Robert Vandrius Mitchell, many times we have talked about how Putin has shown incredible restraint. Guess what? He's still doing it. Next one up, Russian forces free hostages held in a mosque in Mariupol. Um, another one here, Indian authorities arrest 36 Christians. No surprises there. Next one up, Charisma News reports. Um, uh, hold on a second. Um, yep, 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 yep. Uh, Charlie Kirk exposes three anti-God goals of the World Economic Forum. I was so happy that Charisma News started to report that stuff. Thank you, Jesus. Maybe somebody will wake up. Uh, another one here, World Net Daily, New York Times op-ed on Holy Weekend. Let's get rid of God. Yep, they actually printed that. Next one up, World Net Daily reports, student at Methodist institution pray to great queer one I shall say no more next one up yellow vest rally turns violent as right wing supporters join police use tear gas another one Russia says Mariupol completely cleared urges surrender well guess what they figured they found out that a whole bunch of the Ukrainian Nazis are holding up in a world war II post-Soviet era nuclear bunker underneath the Azov uh, steel works plant. 
And this thing is like seven levels underground. It's fortified. And they have a real problem. They want to clear out Mariupol. But here's the thing. The only way they're going to be able to do it is with a thermobaric weapon. They're going to have to drop a thermobaric missile down inside the actual bunker. Yeah, they got a real problem there. Anyway, so that's probably going to drag on like forever. Anyway, uh, but, but, you know, they can starve them out. So that is a possibility. Next one up. Thank you, Jesus. Crews fight New Mexico fire as some evacuate uh, evacuations list. So we got massive, uh, you know, fires starting in New Mexico, massive fires uh, out of control in Arizona. People being, you know, it's the same thing as last year. And it's going to be a lot worse this year, believe me. Do you think the Paradise Fire was bad? Have you watched the doc- documentary? Do you have any idea how bad that was? It's going to be it's way worse this year. Watch. Mark my words. I've been saying every year it's going to get worse. And guess what? Every year it got worse. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right, next one. Headline, avian flu has spread to 27 states. And you might say, wait a minute. That's not so bad. That's just between a bunch of chickens. No, it starves us. It makes our egg prices go from $1.89 for 18 pack of large eggs at Walmart to 389 in like less than a month. Welcome to the third seal. Next one up, Fauci admits he used lockdowns to force people to get vaccinated. That subject is so annoying to me that I could just rip my spleen out with a shrimp fork. Hallelujah. Another one, headline, Fed's way emergency action as Lake Powell hits historic lows. This has been happening every single year. We'll see if anything happens. But the bottom line is droughts, famines, pestilence, all the stuff that Jesus talked about. It's all it's all happening. But we're, you know, hey, look, the pandemic's over. Let's all go back to work and everything will be cool. High five. Yay. And and they might have dropped the mask mandate in the airlines. This is great. Make Johnny Baptist travel every week. Please pray for me. I will pray and do pray a tenfold blessing for anybody who even so much as mentions me in a prayer. Next one up. South Africa flood toll nears 400 as rescuers search for the missing. Another headline. Moscow bans United Kingdom's Johnson and other top officials from entering Russia. No surprise there. Next one up. Russia keeps grain flowing abroad. As long as you're paying in rubles which nobody wants to do, which means you're going to starve. Next one up, United States intelligence unhappy with Biden, according to the media. Um, come on, please. Biden, who turns away, they're playing like that stupid national anthem type song. And then Biden turns around and shakes the air. He literally held out his hand and did a handshake with the air, and then he turns around to the American flag while all the music is playing and stares at it and goes, where am I? Will somebody please put him in a veteran's hospital? (laughs) Oh, man, I just don't even want to wake up tomorrow. (laughs) I I got to face all this crazy... Yeah, we all do, don't we? We all do, don't we? 
Oh, God, help us. Thank you, Jesus. When will you come, Father? Please, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Next one up. United States. Um, oh, wait, 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 wait. Russia renews attacks on Ukraine's capital, blah, 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 blah. China holds military drills around Taiwan and United States, you know, yada, yada, yada. United States believes Ukraine actions lead to sinking of the, the ship of, like, duh. Uh, another one. New, newly discovered uh, discovery could dramatically rewrite the history on the earth. Oh, by the way, this is stuff that you and I and this radio show has talked about for 12 years. So I'm going to say, thank you, Captain Obvious. I was on a totally different track. Next one up, catastrophic Durban floods have uh, left the trail of death and destruction, evidently in India. Wait a minute. Let me check. No, no. Johannesburg, South Africa. Next one up. DeSantis signs Florida 15-week abortion law ban into law. That's kind of cool. DeSantis, I think, is going to run against Trump in 2024, which might be interesting to see what happens. I think DeSantis would be a genuine Christian for 2024 if there is one. Um, I don't think Trump's real. I know. I think we've been hoodwinked. And I, I won't name names, but... Um, now, don't get me wrong. If it's a lesser of two evils thing, no brainer. But no, I think he's in on it. It's a total play. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Finland and Sweden and NATO means change to nuclear posture, according to Moscow. Yep, you're darn right. Next one up. Americans over 60 should get a second booster. You know why? Because eugenics wants to kill off the weak and those cannot Work in Auschwitz. That's the purpose of eugenics. If you're over 60, get a doggone booster shot and die already. Oh, gosh. Anyway, next one up. Turkey launches invasion of Iraq. I wonder how far they'll go this time. For Last time they, they did it, it was like, I don't know, 30 miles. <laughs> it was like so uneventful. We were all like, yay, World War Three! Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. It was like, then they were like, um, okay, we've had enough. Uh, pass out the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. We're going back to Istanbul. So we'll see. Next one, pro-NATO propaganda as Israel's media turns Russia into a villain. Some expatriates raise their voice. No. Really? You mean somebody's paying attention? No. Uh, Aussie Kostak got arrested. They uh, tra- It was entrapment. He's going to sue the pants off of those bunkheads in Australia. Anyway, next one up. United States and UK set boycott parts to G20 event. Oh, no, they're going to boycott the G20? <laughs> Hello, World Economic Forum, House of Windsor. Next one up. United Nations, over 5 million people have fled to Ukraine since Russia invasion. Do you know that there is a very large and noteworthy percentage of the Ukrainian army that dresses as women or LGBT LMNOP people? to try to flee outside of the country because they have um, drafted everyone from every man from like 20 to 60. So if you're like between 20 and 60, you're supposed to join the army. And so what happens is the Russians and the, and the uh, Chechnyans come up on a uh, stronghold and they say surrender. And all the ones that they, you know, forced to go into the military are like, I want to live. So they're like, surrendering to Russia's army by the 
thousands. But of course, that'll never be on CNN. COVID-related mysterious outbreak of liver disease in children spreads to the United Kingdom, United uh, EU, and the United States. But officials say it's not linked to the vaccine. That's what I get to say to that. Rapid-moving wildfire in Arizona. U.S. weapons for Ukraine disappearing into a black hole. No, come on, really? You know, when you give weapons to a country that's so upstanding and courageous as the Ukraine, you would think they would all go right to their soldiers and, you know, and all that, right? Really? Let me think this through a little bit. Anyway, they're sending heavy weapons, choppers, tanks. And as um, Mr. Scott Ritter, the defense um, expert who knows what's really going on to some degree, um, explains this very thing, that the vast majority of the arms will, will be sold on the black market by Ukrainian Nazis. Correct. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And let's bring on Brother Robert Vandrius Mitchell. Here we go. Robert, are you there? Robert, are you there? Yes, I'm here, and good evening, uh, Brother John. Eh, sorry I ran over, but we can go over time if we need to. And again, if you need to, uh, if we're on a hot topic and you want to continue listening, and we do go a little bit over time at the 930 hour, just be sure to call in so you can hear on the phone at 319-527-6020. Again, 319-527-6020. 319-527-6020. And we'll send you a free bottle of pills that will make you lose 30 pounds in one day. <laughs> Good reasons. <laughs> anyway, Robert. Okay. But be sure to do it before 930 Eastern time because otherwise you're going to get doo-doo-doo. This show has officially ended, and we'll still be talking. But anyway, go for it, Robert. What's going on, man? Tell us what's going on. Where are the reptilians? What's going? What's up with the black? You know, the, the the weird, creepy space program, and how does that all fit into this weirdness that's going on? I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah, there's a lot going on, and and as you said yourself earlier, we're going to have in France the elections, and of course the the, the Rothschild uh, side, they fearing uh, Le Pen. Because they think when she is going to be, if she's going to win, and it is most likely, that uh, she's going to close all the borders in France. So, so they are in a panic about this part in France. So that could be interesting because that could be a French version of the Brexit, what Great Britain had. So that that will certainly give a dent to the whole European uh, agenda and had the right out for control. Europe, together with Klaus, uh, with the Nazi Klaus Swap uh, reptile, I, I have seen him as ritual shapeshift into a nine-foot uh, reptile. This Klaus Swap, who also, by the way, comes from a Nazi family, because he wasn't born, I think, in the late 30s or early 40s, 
but his father was high up in the Nazi party and in the military. So there's no wonder that he's supporting, of course, Zelensky. He paid for his campaign in 2019, I think, or whenever the election was. So yeah, Klaus, Zelensky is is completely under control by uh, the World Economic Forum uh, and among other groups as well. And yeah, of course, they do anything to destroy uh, Russia and Putin because he is not bowing down for Klaus Schwab and all the others. Good for Putin in that way. So, and yeah, we talked about it earlier in in other uh, in other shows. The restraint that Putin has. I am not sure if I was Putin, if I would have had the restraint that he has so far to the U.S. and the others. So it is so insane. No way. None I wouldn't. And not no way. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I'm just going on record as saying, okay, so if I take my Jesus hat off for a second and I go totally into the flesh and I pretend like I'm Putin and I knew that I was being encircled by nuclear-capable weapons, (laughs) I don't know what exactly I would do, but it wouldn't be pretty. I'll tell you that. I would send them a message that, that exploded so big uh, in so many places that it would just – and you know the funny thing about it is, what are we going to do? You know, if he did that, what are we going to do? we going to do an all-out nuclear strike? Of course we're not. You know, the, the, the whole thing about um, – and I'd like to hear a comment on this. But the whole thing about the concept of mutually assured destruction kind of like falls to the wayside. It has very little meaning when you're using tactical nukes. You know what I'm yes, saying? You are, yes. It, yeah, it does. Because, tactical because if he nukes, used tactical nukes on Poland, if he used tactical nukes on Sweden and Finland, if he used tactical nukes on, you know, whereversville, and everybody goes, oh, my gosh, Putin used nukes, it wouldn't justify annihilating Russia. No. And if we tried to, they would annihilate us. So it you're right. His his restraint has been ten thousand times more restrainful, if there is such a word, than John F. Kennedy during the Cuban Missile Crisis. Yes. And don't let even start it about the current uh, elderly abuse in the U.S. with the current president, because it is it is physically elderly abuse what you see, what they do, what they uh, let um, Biden go through. As I saw, was it last weekend? The, you said already yeah, they were playing the music and he was uh, giving a hand to the air and all that. It is so. It is so insane. It is literally elderly abuse, what they do to him and his wife. Oh, well, um, guess what? He just officially announced that he's going to run for president in 2024. And the only, way that <laughs> oh the only way that that could happen is literally 55-gallon drums of Ritalin, an entire factory dedicated to creating giant human diapers, and um, and pretty much a uh, whole 
battalion of Secret Service agents that followed behind him with a dustpan and picked up the, you know, <laughs> stuff that came out of him. I oh mean, come God. on, man, please. It's not even feasible. Yeah. The guy is totally gone. He's not even he's not even human anymore. We already know he shapeshifts. We already know he's a reptilian. Are you kidding me? The very fact that anybody so well, would have so well. allowed him to say it. Are you kidding me? So, well, his human, his human side and his reptilian side are both out of the, they have left this planet. So it's it's so in, it is so insane what you see and there are Dracos. It is also the so disgraceful the what they right now. Tell me this isn't true. There are Dracos in the Draco star system right now that have their heads in their hands going, oh my gosh, I can't believe they put him in the presidency. They could affect anybody. But look at this guy. He's humiliating our entire species. Yeah, because they had hoped that by now they had completely taken over this planet and and all the things that they had planned for. And uh, so far, they have not uh, reached much of their not much of their plans. For one, there's there's they like giant motherships that are turning around. There's like giant 26-mile-wide motherships full of Draco reptilians that were heading toward the Earth, and they're like, you know what? Now's not the time, guys. We need to get out of here. If we show up now, no one will believe that, there were, that we're their creators. <laughs> let's go back. Let's, let's let Obama, Obama do his thing, but let's get Biden off the scene so that we at least have a little bit of dignity, you know, dignity when we arrive on Earth. You know, I mean, uh, it's unbelievable. Of, of, of course, Technically, by the way, we are in uh, Obama-free government. Uh, uh, of course, yeah, the face that they have given is this this infantile human called Biden uh, that doesn't even know on what planet or what galaxy he seems to be in. But uh, technically, we are, of course, in Obama-free. Let's be honest, because he is running the show and no one else. What people don't realize, we're so myopic in the United States. I talk to my sisters and they're like, well, Obama can't be the Antichrist because um, it, it says in the Bible that the whole world will love him. And I'm like, well, did it ever occur to you that to you, the whole world is like, you know, uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania? You know, <laughs> I get I get like communications from people, you know, over in Belgium and other places. And they're like showing uh, Obama still to this day on the news. They f- love him over there it, to this very day when he showed up uh, at that. I don't know if it was a fake White House or a real White House or some kind of mock up. I don't know. But when Obama showed up, oh, Biden's walking around trying to shake hands with the air, completely confused what planet he's on. Pooping his pants, and everybody's going over and going, Obama, we love you. Hugs and kisses. Oh, my gosh, we so miss you. Oh, please become the Antichrist and take over the world. And, you know, and Biden's walking around going, excuse me, excuse me. You know, I'm the president, I think. You know? It is is so sad to see that with uh, Biden. And uh, it is elderly abuse. Literally and and figuratively, it's so insane. It's it really is. And but 
Yeah, they are good luck if the Democrats want to put him up because that will be a certain win for uh, Trump if he's gonna run. And uh, so yeah, if they want to, if they want Trump to uh, to to win, then yeah, certainly put uh, Biden uh, up in that place again. So yeah, but the whole thing with Ukraine, I have noticed none of the of the lame as I call them, instead of the mainstream, the mainstream media in the West, and also the controlled opposition as Newsmax in the US, uh, GB News in the UK, they all tout the same BS that Putin is the evil uh, invader and uh, the Ukraine are the good guys. Wait a minute, uh, wake up uh, people, because what they seem to forget uh, during the Second World War, in the early part of the Second World War, when the Nazis came in, and there was already a neo-Nazi group in the Ukraine then, that worked along with the Nazis, and this neo-Nazi group that helped the Nazis to exterminate Jewish Ukrainians, they exterminated within a week over 40,000 plus Ukrainian Jews. But, of course, the West don't want to know about it. And, of course, they have scrapped it all out of the history books. Because, yeah, this is, of course, not good for good PR for the West uh, to get involved in that and to stand side by side with uh, the neo-Nazis. Because ASOF is then the biggest neo-Nazi group. But there are also multitude of other groups. And besides that... The Ukraine is run by neo-Nazis. The Ukraine is also highly involved in international crime as in uh, internet scams. I think people have forgotten even about that part. How they are, how deeply they are as a country involved in internet scams. For I for the over the last two and a half decades. What, so what so what I have seen to add to to what you're saying is I've seen videos, um, they're, in, they're, they're not deniable, of regular, you know, regular Ukrainian citizens on the west side of Ukraine that are not part, uh, let's just say that they don't have Nazi tattoos and they're not part of the Azov battalions or any of that, but they're just regular Ukrainian, if you will, citizens that we're all supposed to feel sorry for. And I've seen videos where they are filming their children with knives in their hands saying, I'm talking about little babies, little bitty three-year-olds saying, I will kill, I will kill and tear and die the Nazis or, or, or the Russians. I will kill them and tear them to pieces. I will kill, kill and rip apart. They teach their little children to kill anybody that's not the 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 um the Nazi idealism the idea of we are Ukraine we don't want anybody in our country that is not us if you have a different I have, I have seen those videos myself yes I'm glad that yes, you have because one. if you don't see those videos you do not realize 
that the mainstream media that's trying to make us feel sorry for the Western Ukrainians who are trying to flee their homes, okay, are part of the problem. That's the problem. And I I had a conversation, dude. Check it out, for real. I had a live conversation with um, uh, uh, Australian Russians that have family over in the Ukraine, live. It was a live telegram conversation. And um, when I posted, I, I'm very, very shy about posting. I don't like to do that because of a million reasons. But I did it. And I said, it's much worse than what you're saying because they were saying a lot of stuff. I said, it's far worse than what you're saying. The Nazi idealism is spread all throughout all of the people all across the Ukraine. It is absolutely horrible. And the Nazi idealism is also deeply embedded into the culture of Poland. Well, the first thing that happened was a a couple of people attacked me. And they were like, I live in Poland, and that is not true. How dare you say that? Well, let me tell you what happened. Then the people who knew what was going on, who lived in Poland, started to chime in, and they're like, you are so right. And they started giving example after example. And then get this. One more thing. Let me add this. The Lord does this. The Lord makes this happen to me all the time. So when I'm talking about a particular subject for whatever it is, or whatever reason, I don't know, but whenever there's a hot subject and I'm talking about it on the radio show, and then that weekend or whatever, I'm clicking through the channels or I'm looking, scrolling through Amazon Fire TV or whatever, and I'm trying to find something to watch because I'm so bored I could just, you know, rip my eyeball out and juggle it because I don't have anything better to do. And I'm like, I found this. I said, you know what? I'm going to watch this documentary. It says it's based on a true story, so what the heck? I'm going to watch it. It'd probably be good. And it was called July 22nd. Now, I remembered, you know, just because it happened and I remember it, that there was a terrorist attack that occurred in Norway and that it was bad, but I didn't really know the details. Well, so I start the documentary and, you know, and it's getting more and more interesting. And it's about this one guy who puts together a fertilizer bomb with C4 to ignite it and the whole deal, puts it in a van, puts it outside the government building, blows it up to create a diversion to take out the government building. And then he dressed as a police officer with all kinds of weapons and suitcases, and he goes over this island. Well, this island that he goes to is this island where they have a retreat. And the retreat in Norway at this island, it's a big deal. They do it every year. And it is kind of creepy, I admit. But what they do is they take the elites, the elites of Norway, their children are specially invited, come once a year to this island to get indoctrinated and prepare them to take over elite government positions. Now, that's very Klaus Schwab Nazi if you ever – that's some creepy stuff if you ask me. That is some global New World Order creepy weirdness. Amen, amen, Mm -hmm. and amen. Now then, but what was really weird and creepy was the guy that 
did the fertilizer bomb. This is all true. It's all documented. You can look it up and you can verify it. It's in a movie on uh, Netflix or Prime, I forget, uh, called July 22nd. It's a documentary. But here's what was alarming. It, w- it happened in 2011, and the guy that blew up the fertilizer bomb or whatever outside the government building, then while they were like, oh, no, oh, no, he, the government, huge bomb, you know, Waco, whatever, <clears throat> he dresses as a police officer, gets in his van, drives over to the island while all the elite's children are meeting to be indoctrinated to become the new leaders of Norway and their socialist programs, allowing gazillions of Muslims and other questionable demographics to join their country unhindered. And um, he goes on the island as a police officer, and he tells the people that do security for the island while the kids are there, he says, oh, there was a bombing in downtown uh, Oslo, and I'm coming here to protect you all. So they let him on the island. This actually <laughs> happened. They let this, this is real history, 2011. Yes, I remember. They let, the guy, they let the guy on the island, and he had enough firepower to, like, wipe out the Azov battalion. And it's unbelievable. And he literally walked around and he killed 77 teenagers that were children of the elite being primed to essentially establish the New World Order in Norway. And when he went to trial, he told everyone that he was part of the Nazi rebellion against the elite. And that, and he mentioned the Ukraine Nazis. He mentioned, he mentioned them all. And it was amazing. I'm sitting there and I'm watching him do this Heil Hitler salute in the courtroom to mimic exactly what happened during his actual trial, and him naming the different countries that have these huge collections of Nazis already in them that are going to rise up. They're going to rise up against the. What, what we will perceive as the normal government in their civil disobedience. And we're already seeing that playing out right now to some extent, except Putin is like, enough! And he's like, enough! I've had it with you slaughtering the Russian-speaking people in Donbass. I'm sending in my troops, and right now they're wiping out Donbass. Um, well, that's the part that you won't know. I'm not saying that Russia doesn't, isn't taking losses. They are, and it's, it's very terrible. because Now, I will say this. Russia is intolerant of Nazis. So when the Chechenian troops and the Russian troops capture a stronghold of Ukrainian Azov Nazis, and by the way, they know them because they have patches with swastikas and all that kind of stuff, and they put tattoos all over their body with you know, Hitler and all that kind of creepy weirdness. They will literally make them take their shirts off to confirm that they are, in fact, dedicated Nazis. And then they'll shoot them. So Russia's not bashful about the fact that they are going to kill the Nazis. However, if they're regular Ukrainian military or mercenaries, they cut them a break. 
They take them over to a tent. They set them down. They give them chow. They feed them. They bring in tons and tons and tons and tons of food to the locals. The locals go running out waving Russian flags saying, thank you, God, thank you for showing up. Oh, God, thank you. know, and, and it's like it's amazing. When you actually watch the videos of what is going on, Russia is doing exactly what they said they were going to do. They're going to denazify yes. the Ukraine, and they're hunting out the Nazis. They're taking huge losses, and when they do get captured, they get uh, their genitals cut off. You know, the Russians are getting slaughtered. When, they get, when the Russian military gets captured by the Ukrainian Nazis, they line them up in a room, pull down their pants, cut off their body parts slowly and painfully and agonizingly then they torture them and then they kill them that does not happen russia does not do that even to the ukrainian nazis they do not what they do is if they know that they're a nazi they will kill them yes but they do not torture them they do not cut off body parts they don't do any of that kind of creepy stuff and in the meantime the ukrainian nazis are killing slaughtering maiming, tying the hands of, beating, torturing, and starving the normal, regular people in Donbass, which is a region made up of several towns, including Mariupol. And that's what Russia's trying to get rid of right now. They just want to get rid of these evil Nazis. They're just trying to do it. And, um, and, and we're sending our special forces in there. The Ukraine, okay, where you, know, where you live, you know, give or take Wales, um, you know, they're sending mercenaries over there. They're capturing the mercenaries. The mercenaries are telling the Russians we're sorry. I have videos of, Ukra- of uh, United Kingdom mercenaries s- speaking out loud. They're being on. They're filmed live on video, and they've got Chechen Chechen uh, soldiers. They've got uh, Russian uh, regular military, and they're and they're and they're holding up their their UK um, passport, and they're speaking in British, and they're saying, you know what? If I had any idea what is really going on over here, I would have never come. And you know, the, un- the only ones that are not apologetic are the Americans. All right. Yeah, I don't understand why someone wants to go there and fight with those neo-Nazis. But I heard people on the radio here yeah, that, that, and also was one of the people in the, in the government who said if people want to if people want to do something they have to go to the Ukraine and fight. It, it's it's so insane and it really is. And yeah, neo Nazism is is a real problem. It didn't it didn't go away when Nazi Germany was so called defeated because. They were never really defeated uh, because they went underground to Antarctica and South America, and another part went deeper into East Eastern Europe, as Poland and Ukraine. So neo Nazis have never disappeared fully, and they are all over the globe, and they are well organized. Sadly enough, and that is what people uh, seem to forget. And and they will be used in the future, yeah, by the New World Order, at least by the Western part of the New World Order, in order to uh, 
defeat uh, local governments so that they can take over and then can hand over the, the reins then further to people as, uh, <clears throat> as Klaus Schwab did his uh, World Economic Forum, the Rothschilds hey. and others. How much you want to bet? How much do you want to bet that the Christians that think they're good Christians in the United States that believe that it's okay to use guns, which is like what ninety eight percent? Because of, oh God, don't even get me going there. But anyway, how much do you want to bet that when the neo Nazi American rebel groups take up arms in the civil war that's going to happen in the United States, how much do you want to bet? And I'm saying that, you know, uh, you know, not, you know what I mean? I'm just saying it as a colloquialism. How much do you want to bet that the Christians that think they're doing God a service by using guns, which is like, Antichrist, how much do you want to bet they're going to join them? How much do you want to bet they will stand side by side with the neo-Nazi battalions that, have, that the FBI has been watching now for like, what, 50 years, okay, that are going to come out of hiding and join the street fights and the shooting and the civil war and stuff that's going to break out in this country. And it's going to be, they're going to be standing soldier to soldier with so-called Christians shooting people in the streets. Because think about it. Essentially, that's what's happening in Ukraine. You've got Azov battalion people that are out there with their, with their freaky deaky sideways swastika, that yellow, lightning bolt thing that they wear which is a swastika okay and then um and they're fighting side by side with the regular ukraine army that same dynamic is going to happen in the united states believe me it will and a lot of those people will think they're doing god a service just like i know I'm trying, not uh, to, I'm trying not to mention names, but there are evangelical Christians that are going over to the Ukraine right now and having prayer vigils for the poor, poor Ukrainians. And I'm like, I just, it. thank God I at least have enough control to not rip body parts off of my body because it's so frustrating when I hear... I'm not going to name names. I so want to. I do. The flesh in me wants to just name all the names of the evangelical Christians that went over to the Ukraine to pray for them. And I'm just thinking to myself, oh, my gosh. I didn't know IQs went that low. Uh, I got an an item uh, that was on on our Facebook it's from Steve Sikolianti and Discovery Ministry, and it is called Inside Ukraine's Nazi Training Camps Class White Supremacy and Racism Shouldn't Be Ignored. People should Google that, and in that it has about seven items from different news stations that went since 2014 or even before 2014 to the Ukraine, and those news stations spoke with neo-Nazis that were training in the Ukraine. So if people want to see about those Nazi training camps, put in Steve, Steve, uh, yeah, Steve 
CEO Kalanti and Discovery Ministries, and then put in inside Ukraine's Nazi training camps slash white supremacy and racism shouldn't be ignored. And people can see for themselves that that over the years, news stations from the West went to the Ukraine and they had interviewed those neo-Nazis. Bro, bro, bro. You're talking to... you're talking about people that they come back from their ministry work and they sit in their house. They eat a big lavish meal off of the tithes and offerings that they got from gullible Christians. <clears throat> and then they <clears throat> make a big meal. They turn on Fox News and they listen to Hannity talking about yes. the travesty of Russia. And then they go out and do big ministry deals and get gullible Christians to pump their 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 tithes and offerings plates and make you know giant contributions so they can fly over there and do prayer vigils. I you know I, I I've told people and I've even played audio of uh my friend Tatiana who um whose mother lives over in Odessa and they're getting ready to have a big war in Odessa and there's a lot of explosions and her mom's very concerned yada yada blah blah and this that and the other thing but I played several of her audio clips from you know cause, from our conversations but I, I talk to these folks, you know, and and she's a she's a missionary. Now she isn't right now; she's a translator, um, but she was she was a translator for missionary groups over in the Ukraine early, you know, years ago. So, but the point is this: even the churches, bro, the Ukrainian churches that everybody's like, the Ukrainian church is under so much this and so much you know oppression and all these bad things are happening to the Ukrainian churches and it's so terrible. No, it's not. The Ukrainian churches are of the same look, I'm not gonna say they're wearing swastikas like the Azov battalion is. What I will say is they hate the guts of anybody who speaks Russian and they're not allowed in their church. They embrace the mindset of the Azov Battalion. These are what we American Christians or whatever, French Christians, Belgian Christians, Filipino Christians, South African Christians, whoever's listening to the show, because I'm not ignorant enough to, 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 to forget you because I love you. I do. I really love you. Every one of you. And I know you're out there. I'm trying to let you know that if you were to watch a YouTube video of a Russian Orthodox church and say, wow, they're, you know, they're behaving very holy, you know, and they're doing that like, you know, Gregorian chant and walking around with candles and they got all kinds of fancy robes on and all that kind of stuff. In the Ukraine, you will run across that same stuff in the churches. But you better not speak Russian. They'll rip out your eyeballs and kick you into the street faster than a moldy Big Mac. 
Okay, well, I'm yeah. just letting you know that things are not as they seem. I mean, I can tell you folks that are listening to this program, I have had a lot of very famous people on this program that are well-known Christians who have been on you know, Jim Baker's show, blah, 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 that are authors of multiple books, yada, 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 that are best friends with like Al Lindsay and this, that, and the other thing. And let me tell you, I will not repeat what they said to me in private on the phone after the show it's not repeatable they are not what they appear to be that's why i do this show live because i as it with all my faults as dorked up as i am i think it's very important that this deceptful or deceiving lying fake christian world be exposed uh, without naming names, and uh, you know, and uh, and uh, you know, like I said, with all my faults, I'm going to do the best I can to help you all understand that a lot of the people that you highly respect and see out there that are authors of books and evangelical Christians follow them around and pant and you know and want to hang out with them and all this other stuff are not who you think they are. I'm telling you. I've had the, the private conversations. I've heard them say what they say, and they're not what you, you, they're, they're not. They're not. They're not. It's reprehensible the things that they have said to me. Of course, I play ignorant. I just go like, yeah, brother, I I kind of see your point. You know, I placate them, cause a fight. I don't want to cause a disturbance. But I, I, you know, without naming names, there are some exceedingly famous people out there on YouTube, uh, well-known, that have called me in confidence and said things to me that I that made me go, "You have." I, now I didn't say it out loud. One time I was talking to a Christian who was really well-known on Sid Roth. We wanted to bring him on live. He had saved bunches of Muslims, whatever. And um, what he said to me was so awful that I had, in the middle of the conversation, I said, Brother, I'm sorry to have wasted your time, but I think it's probably best that we go ahead and part ways. And that's where I left it. And then he started cussing me out. And when I hung up the phone, I had tears streaming down my eyes, trying to set up guests to come on a show to put a fake Christian on is emotionally traumatizing. There are so many fake Christians out there that are embraced by Sid Roth. They are embraced by evangelical Christianity. They are embraced by, uh, you know, the Elijah list. They're embraced by this and that and the other thing. And my, family follows them and they're like ah, la 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 they're wonderful they're great and 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 you know they they were only wrong 7000 times because god changed his mind and i'm like no but then nobody wants to listen nobody will hear nobody cares and i know that a lot of listeners of the show are in the same situation they have family members they've tried to reach they've given them the evidence they said please read this article and nobody will watch they don't care. They have already decided. I know what you mean, yeah. what you know, and that's why I brought this up. I brought this up because what you're saying is absolutely true. If they, the, the word is, the phrase is, if they would only look at this. 
The problem is this saying, a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. They don't want, they don't want to listen. They don't care what you are about to show them. They have made up their mind. They can't accept that they've been wrong for years. When God will put this before them, they will find out. No, they'll get cast into the Great Tribulation, and these giant locust creatures will come flying out of the sky and start stinging people, and they'll be like, Jesus, what did I do wrong? And I'm like, hey, you had your chance. You could have listened. Yeah. You were too busy drinking the Kool-Aid, man. We tried to wake you up. We did everything we could. All the, yeah, because when we take the Biden connection, I, what is the media still talking about? Uh, because at one point they had about the Biden uh, emails. Is are they still talking about it and mentioning the in the from the emails the connection to the underground Wait a uh, Robert. laboratory? Robert, I don't mean to be rude, but I got a call coming in on line three. It's the red phone. It might be from DC. I'm not sure. <laughs> Hold on a second. Let's see who it is. Okay. Hold on. Wait a minute. Here it is. Nothing happens. Nobody goes to jail. Nobody pays for a thing anymore. No, I I know that. (laughs) No, but I I mean, it it was at one point in the Western media, so far I remember, although I haven't heard anything about it anymore, but at one point it was in the mainstream media, so people cannot say, oh, yeah, we did it. No, because... They don't care. Even it, 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 there's a concept. Yeah, but it was you, even on the. On you're the... right. Here's the problem. <clears throat> okay, so if you have, let's just make this like a whack-a-mole game. If you have, I mean, really, we got to simplify it for logic's sake. Yeah. You got a whack-a-mole game, and you got all these whack-a-mole heads popping up out of the hole, and they're all saying, um, you know, Trump is an alien. 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 And one comes out and says, Trump is a good guy. What are they going to pay attention to? They're going to pay attention to the 88 others that said Trump is an alien. That is the yes. way the human psyche works. It doesn't matter if it hit the mainstream media. I have those articles. You are absolutely right. But the average Budweiser drinking Christian doesn't get it. They watch Hannity. They watch all these mind control narratives coming off these TV shows. And they sit there and go, well, look, man, that Zelensky guy, you know, he looks like a pretty good dude. We ought to send more tanks over there. I'm going to go ahead and rate my confidence. I, I know. And, and then I heard also people say, oh, yeah, but he would never hurt someone because he's a Jew. Wake up, man. Jesus was even betrayed he's by Chabad. a Jew called Judas. Yeah, he's a Jew that's not a Jew. He's totally Chabad. That is the deepest, darkest, most evil, Noahide law, head-chopping-off group that in the entire yeah, but, world. I mean, I it, heard people not real, say, not but, real. No, but I, I heard people say, but he is a Jew. So what? Jesus because they don't know the difference. By the Jews. 
They don't know the difference between the real Jews and the Chabad uh, mystical, uh, the ones that Jesus looked at and said, you serpents and scorpions. There's a difference. Jesus didn't reprimand and call serpents and scorpions to all of the Jews. He called it, he, he called out the one, excuse me, he called out the ones that he could see were reptilians. Yeah. That's the thing that we don't understand a lot of times. We read the Gospels and we see Jesus say, you bunch of serpents and scorpions. It wasn't that he was lambasting the entire Jewish community. That's no, not what he was doing. He could see that the ones he was looking at were shape-shifting <clears throat> reptilians, and he knew it, and he called them out. No, but what, what I was talking about, that I hear people say about Zelensky but he is a, he is a Jew this and a Jew that. Well, wait a minute. Even if you are a Jew, a good one or a bad one, that doesn't say anything because when we take throughout the whole history of humanity and in the biblical history, you had good Jews and you had bad Jews. So to say, yeah, but Zelensky is a Jew, so he he couldn't he could not not be a Nazi. That 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 doesn't fly with me. And also not with you. I know that. But the stupidity of people eh, by saying that he is a Jew so he cannot be a Nazi. Sorry, that, that, that doesn't matter. Because if you are a bad Jew, you can also at the same time also a Nazi. And he has even said in an interview when someone asked him about the ace of us, the right wing, eh, or the ultra right wing, he said, it is as it is. So he even admitted uh. that... Yeah, it's there are, there, are uh, there is this wide wing group in the government. It's worse than so, that. Here's the thing. I'm blessed with, amongst other dubious blessings, I'm blessed with having studied World War II for 30 freaking years, man. And I'm here to tell you, Hitler had a lot of Jews on his um, board of directors. What What people don't understand is there are real Jews and there are Jews that are not Jews. But they still, Soros, in the name of Jesus, please, he's a Jew. Excuse me. So, you know, there's a difference between real, proper, God-fearing Jews that miss the Messiah versus Soros. You see what I'm saying? Let me use that as an example. I know what you mean. Put Soros side by side with the Hasidim that go onto the Temple Mount and won't even mention the name of Hashem for fear of upsetting God. The difference between Soros and them is night and day. And the problem is the world doesn't get it. They say, oh, the word Jew. No, it is not that simple. Hitler knew it. He had a lot of them on his staff. He knew the difference. And he used them to do what he needed to do. And in fact, part of what he needed to do was to rat out the good Jews so he could throw them in the ovens. You are completely right, and but yeah, the world unfortunately eh, don't see it in the way that we see it. There's a difference between a good one, God-fearing Jew, 
and uh, yeah, let's say the lesser good or the evil one that follows Satan. And but yeah, the world only see by the world Jews, so they have already their mind made up, sadly enough. But it, it, it really angers me when I hear people say, "But he can never be a Nazi uh, because he is a Jew." You had to come back to your point with that, yeah, in the Nazi uh, hierarchy, they had also Jewish people. So, with people, they are so ignorant. It, it really is. Uh, it, sometimes it really makes makes me want to take a hammer, like a Wacomo hammer, and hit him on the head. But thank God I still got, I can control uh, myself. Bro, you know what? You but, know what it is? That's the that's the blessing of you and I, and it's not just you and I. It's the blessing of those of us and you all listening to the program that are holiness. Holiness is an interesting word because we assume that holy means that we're like, oh. And we like hang out with Gabriel and we like, you know, float around in the air and we like, you know, become light beings and, you know, all that kind of stuff. That is not what the word holy means. Holiness essentially means that you were separated from the rest of the meatheads. Now, I know that that's kind of terse, okay, but I have to make my point, let's just say effervescently. All right, my point is that God will sometimes put us in these horribly lonely roles in life. I mean, I've been, you know, I've been, you know, for, I'm not complaining, but I've been living by myself for 11 years. I don't know how long you've been living by yourself, but it's been a long time. The point is <clears throat> that by its own definition is a form of holiness. And for those of you who are thinking about, well, I want to continue to listen to this show, you better dial up really quick because we're about to go to the cutoff hour. Uh, <clears throat> we have about one minute for you to dial in on listening. Dial 319-527-6020. Again, 319 319-527-6020. Dial it fast because you have all of about 40 seconds to get connected before you're going to get But we're going to keep on talking a little bit. Not a lot, but not a lot of bit, but a little bit. But, um, but anyway, back to the point. It's ignorance. You know, it's just like what it says in Amos, uh, not Amos 3-7, but what is it, Amos? I forget which one it is. But it says, you know, where it says, uh, my people are destroyed for lack of wisdom. You know, now I, I now I admit that the vast majority of Christians misuse that verse. They 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 they're out there telling everybody, "Hey, buy my guns from my gun store and go out and kill anybody that doesn't believe like you. Defend your house, set up an arsenal, shoot other Christians, blah blah blah, this that and the other thing." And then they go, my people are destroyed for lack of wisdom, and they use it as an excuse to defend their, um, uh, you know, uh, anti-Christ, um, uh, 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 you know, belief system. And, uh, you know, so, so but I, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, in the grand scheme of the global New World Order and the global reset and the establishment of the Fourth Reich, 
which we can't stop because it's God's will. I'm sorry yes, you disagree with me, but you're wrong. It's God's will. It's in the Holy Bible. It's going to happen. I have this conversation with my sister all the time. She's awake and aware to some degree, except she's a, you know, seven, she believes in the Elijah list and, you know, the whole seven mountain. She doesn't understand that the Elijah list is almost all seven mountains people. She doesn't get that. But anyway, and it's okay. It's just, she's kind of like a child. She's innocent in her thinking and she believes that it's a, a righteous and proper thing to try to pray. Please dear heavenly father, you know, she's older, she's, you know, approaching her 80s, she needs knee surgery, and she doesn't want to get her head chopped off. So she sits there and she prays with all of her might that God will delay the end times. And I'm like, have you noticed that your prayers aren't being answered for the last 12 years? <laughs> have you noticed that there's been a global slaughter of mankind with bioweapons? Have you noticed that World War III is about to break out? Have you noticed that every single one of the prophets you follow has been wrong every single time? But I can't, you know, then she gets upset and she's like, one time I was like, you know, telling her, you know, I was like trying to, I was trying to say, please, please, please think about it. And she was like, oh, my chest is hurting. I'm sorry. I have to go now. And I'm like thinking, oh, great. I'm going to kill my sister. <laughs> you know? Like, there's no winning, you know. I, I know. But God, Christians don't seem to understand, hey, Satan has been allotted the end time. And that's in the Bible. That, that is a given that God has given to Satan or Lucifer by whatever name that he can rule for a number of years. So what we do, we cannot stop him because God has written in the Bible, it is written in the Bible that, that Satan will rule for a number of years. Another thing to come back eh, on Christians buying their gun, wait a minute, so far I know the Bible, killing another human is a sin. So far, so far I remember. Oh, come on, please. Don't you know that it says... If you know that that if you don't you know if you love son or daughter more than me you're not worthy of me if you don't take up your cross and follow me you're not worthy of me what does taking up a cross mean it means following Jesus to his death yeah why why is it, what Jesus is it about being why can't we be like Jesus we we're such a bunch of wimps we are I mean Jesus Christianity on this it is gutless fear. It is lack of faith that causes a Christian to pick up a weapon. It is lack of faith. It is lack of belief in the word of God. It is antichrist. And it is unbelievable the amount of these guys and girls that believe this stuff. I have family members that go to gun ranges and they practice shooting because they're going to kill people if they dare to come and try to take some of their water. And I'm like, have you read Romans 12? Do you have any idea what the Bible says? But how dare I say that because... Let me tell you something. <laughs> oh, man. I have very gently disagreed with my family over scriptures. I mean, gently and lovingly, as you can imagine. And you we would swear 
that fire was shooting out their eyes and their ears when I dared to disagree. One time, okay, get this. One, oh, dude, check this out. One time, I'm sitting in the living room over Christmas with one of my sisters. I kid you not. And you know, I'm just passing the time away, you know. And uh, you know, I'm sitting there and you know, thinking about going to bed and whatever. And um, on comes this, uh, I don't know, medical TV show, something about a hospital, whatever. And there was a scene with two women kissing. And my sister, who's supposed to be like a super Christian and everything, is like laughing and going, ha, ha, ha. You know, and she's totally into the scene. And she's like, oh, that's, you know. But she was like involved and part of the show. She was like, she loved the show. She was into the show. And it was totally okay with her that there were two women, you know, getting ready to have sex with each other. And, um, but you know what, but here was the clincher. Now that, that was enough to like, make me go, I don't believe I'm even seeing this, but then (laughs) she's explaining to me that, um, she mentioned two friends of the family and they were having marital problems. So they went to Grace Chapel, I think it was, or whatever. And they wanted to talk to the pastor about their sexual problems. And I'm like, and and she was like explaining to them how the pastor was telling them what they should do and shouldn't do, and this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, stop! Did her and I said the pastor of that church has no business talking to anybody about what they do in their bed. That is crossing the line. That is not scriptural. And my sister goes, well, when did you become such a prude? That's what she said to me. When did you become such a prude? And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. Never mind. I'm just going to go to bed now. I go to bed. When I go up at Christmas time, I go to bed usually around 6.30 or 7 o'clock at night because anything that that comes out of anybody's mouth after 6.30 or 7 o'clock, you don't want to hear it. So I just go to bed. I'm like, man, I get a lot of good sleep. So praise God for that. It's cold. It's chilly. The bedroom's cold. I can pull the blanket over my head. I love a cold you know, snowy, um, you know, northern, um, you know, town uh, where I can pull the blanket up over my head and the air is crisp and clear. And I can, you know, because down here in Florida, it's all humid and everything. And you got to like, you know, turn your fan up really high so you can make it through the night without, you know, stripping down. It's hot down here. <laughs> but anyway, you know, um, but yeah, let me tell you, it's like, it's like you can't talk to them. They're like, oh, no, this is cool. I, I know, and the Bible is, is clear because the Bible says who, uh, let's see, what is what the Bible says about the sword. Who pick up the sword or live by the sword will die by the sword. So if you can arm yourself to the teeth with the intention to use it, then you, you will create your own uh, reality and you will die by the sword or in this case by the gun. Jesus said, Jesus said, he who seeks to save his life will lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake will find it. He's talking about eternal life. So, yeah. yeah. So it's so evident. It's so in your face. And the one scripture in Luke where Jesus says, um, 
whoever doesn't have a sword, go and sell your cloak and get his sword. And then they, you know, a couple of them come back. They didn't, none of them had swords, obviously. Of course, there are some dorky pastors out there that go, look, they must have been carrying swords for their own self-defense. And I'm like, excuse me? Are you reading the same Bible as me? A, cu- a couple of oh them come God. back. A couple of them come back with two, and I quote, one, two, two swords. And they hold them up to Jesus because they didn't have any. They hold them up to Jesus and said, here are, here are two. And Jesus says, that is enough. Now, let's think this through a little bit. Let's use a tiny, 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 tiny little bit of the brain that God gave us. Just a little bitty bit. You know, maybe the, the amount that's inside of an ant. Yeah. Two, two swords, 13 people. Jesus says that is enough. And in the same scripture, it clearly states that the reason Jesus did it was to fulfill the prophecy that he would be counted amongst the transgressors. That was the only reason he even asked them to do it in the first place. In Isaiah, it prophesied that Jesus would be counted amongst the transgressors. So he asked them, to. it was no different than him saying, hey, go get me a donkey so I can ride into Jerusalem, okay, on Resurrection Day or whatever, and people can throw palm, palm branches. And it even says in the Bible that he was fulfilling a prophecy when he did it. He was doing the same thing when he told them to sell their cloaks and go get a couple of swords. He needed to be counted amongst the transgressors. The the Pharisees, when they came to get him in the Garden of Gethsemane, uh, needed to see him as a criminal. That's why they did it. That's why when Paul, like like you know, Paul does. Paul's kind of a goofy guy, very much like me, actually, um, you know, cut off the ear of the dude, you know, and, and, and Jesus is like, what are you doing, Paul, you goof nut? You know, and so Paul picks up the poor guy's ear. He puts it back on his head. And I'm sorry, Jesus does. And he says, you know, um, be healed in Jesus' name and, and, and puts his ear back on. Oh, oh, oh. And the further solidify this fact Okay, it's not debatable. It's not debatable because you got to have a brain the size of a an amoeba to not get this. So Jesus is standing in front of Pontius Pilate. Okay, and Pontius Pilate says, you know, you say you're this, you say that you're that. Why doesn't you know? If you're all that, why don't your people come and rescue you or whatever? And you know, if you're that great, you know, if you're King of Kings, Lord of Lords, and all that other stuff. Why doesn't anybody rescue? How come nobody comes to your rescue? And Jesus looked at Pontius Pilate and he said, he said, um, uh, my, I don't know exactly the words, but he said, basically, my followers, my, my people would come for me, but we are not from this world. If we were from this world, my servants would fight, but we are not from this world. That's what he said to Pontius Pilate. So anybody who thinks he can pick up a sword and fight, or any kind of an earthly weapon and fight, even though Colossians 10, uh, 5 says, you know, the weapons of our warfare are not earthly, 
but they are mighty in God for, you know, pulling down strongholds and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, etc. And, you know, but the point is this. It's all over the Bible. Why would a Christian, any Christian, take one scripture? First off, they oftentimes point to the Old Testament, which is a, that's iniquity in itself. When you point to the Old Testament and you fail to understand the new covenant, the new eternal contract that Jesus established because he had to die. When Jesus came to the earth, none of the patriarchs, David, Joshua, none of them, got to go to heaven when they died. They had to go to limbo, which the Catholics pervert into purgatory. It's it's a twist on, uh, it's a satanic twist on the concept of limbo. Limbo is the actual biblical name Of course, you have to study the Apocrypha, but Limbo is the name of this very nice place, actually, that is at the tippity-tippity-top of hell. So Dante's Inferno is actually pretty accurate, because hell has levels. Well, all the patriarchs of the Old Testament had to go to Limbo and stay there and wait. So they hung out, they ate chicken wings, they praised God, you know, who knows what all he did. But they waited. Jesus had to die on the cross because no one comes under under the Father but through him. And then Jesus had to descend down into limbo to go get the patriarchs and let them go to heaven. But yet, (laughs) but we, what we do is we're like, so in the flesh that we look for scriptures that we can twist. So we got 31,102 scriptures in the Bible, the Textus Receptus version, okay, the King James, New King James, and some of the others. And of all those scriptures, if you understand that Jesus established a love covenant, all over Galatians it says, you know, that that uh, love fulfills the law. It says it in Romans. It says it in Galatians. That love fulfills the law. It even goes and says, if, if you believe in any of the Old Testament, you know, stuff, you know, that you shall not kill, you shall not commit adultery or whatever, guess what? Love would not do harm to a neighbor, therefore love fulfills the law. Point is that Jesus' time on the earth superseded, raised the bar of behavior over everything that happened in the Old Testament. So anyone who points to an Old Testament scripture to defend their right to pick up an earthly weapon and kill somebody is has no understanding whatsoever of Jesus's position on the earth, what he was sent here to do. They don't get it. They don't understand love. They don't understand the most important attribute of being a Christian. And they are, I don't know if they're going to make it. I don't want to judge them. I don't want to say they're not going to make it. What I can promise you is a fact is that they definitely shall 
be cast into the Great Tribulation. They will not make the rapture at all. And they're going to be surprised. They're going to be, like, blown away. And it's sad. I mean, I've I've had um, guests, you know, on the show that I brought on the show that were prophets, very well-known, blah, blah, blah. And then somebody told me, oh, well, Sister So-and-so has uh, just released a YouTube video, and she's telling everybody it's okay to use weapons to kill people in self-defense. And I'm like, no way. I'm like, no way. And then I call them on the phone because I got their phone number because they were guests, and they hang up the phone on me. And I'm like, you know what? Forget it. You know what? If you end up in hell, I don't care if you're a prophet. I don't care who you think you are. It doesn't matter. They can be anybody they want to be. They can be as gracious and holy and whatever and lovey, lovey, lovey. Jesus will speak. Our Father will speak correct prophetic words through prophets that are going to end up in hell. I'm here to tell you. That's why Jesus said, they will come to me in that day and they will say, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Have we not cast out devils in your name? And Jesus will look at them and say, be gone, you doers of lawlessness. I do not know you. Jesus does not like it when his prophets and his divine healers are sending other people to hell. He doesn't like it. And he punishes that. And I'm afraid of it. I'm afraid of it. I'm scared of it. That's why I'm not a fan of watching, you know, crowd-funded Jesus happy-go-lucky huggy-wuggy movies because it takes the negative battery terminal off the fact that we have an obligation to follow the word of God to the letter of the, you know, to the letter of the word of what he said and to understand it and to meditate it and to understand when it says that love is the the bond of perfection when first corinthians um chapter 13 defines love if you don't get that you might as well just go ahead Go down to the local store, buy yourself a fire suit, and just say, Hail Satan, because you're, you, you are in so deep trouble. Love is it. Love is everything. It's everything. It is everything. And love does not shoot people. Love does not stick right. knives in people. Love, devil's, uh, love people. It is, isn't it? Come on. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus, God, or Jesus is love, and the devil is death and destruction. So, yeah, if you're going to pick up a gun, then you're following the devil or Satan, because God is about love, and God is not about killing. No matter what the church maybe tells you, depending on what church you go to. Oh, so I call up. There was this pastor that I used to have on the show all the time. You know, the, you know what I like about our shows is that we interact a lot and we get to share things and stuff like pops in my head and stuff pops in your head. 
But like, so there was this pastor that we used to have come on the show a lot. I don't know, probably like four times or something. And he was a good pastor. And I knew other people that, you know, started YouTube channels and thought they were hearing from God, which later I came to the conclusion that they they really weren't. But anyway, um, pastor so-and-so of so-and-so ministries or whatever used to come on in it. And um, somebody sent me an email and they were like, John, you're not going to believe it, but pastor so-and-so is telling everybody that uh, they should get guns and kill people and and all this other stuff. And I'm like, no way. There's no way. I don't believe it. And they're like, yes, yes, listen to this YouTube. And I turn on the YouTube video, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't believe you. So I call him on the phone because I got his phone and stuff. Same thing. Hung up on me. Uh, oh, and first, but the first thing he said was, get this, this is so moronic. He says, I have a right to exercise my Second Amendment rights. And I'm like, oh, the Constitution also says that you can sodomize people. So are you going to do that too? <laughs> I mean, the logic no, it's not logic. There's no logic. There's no intelligence. There's nothing. This is absolute reptilian brain function. This is satanic flesh manifesting it itself. And it is. And it because we all got that reptilian thing, you know that you know that part of Satan. I, I I've told people about the uh, testimony the I have on English now. No, we we have baked into us. Half of our DNA is satanic, but until we're yeah, we born got, we again, got, we, yes, we got the reptilian brain or the R complex, as they call it. Yeah, what cause all the negative parts in it and uh, the flight and fight and all that type of of thing. So right, and sanctification that is, what, that is, is a process, and if you fail the sanctification process and you get stuck in iniquity. Iniquity is like a um, – iniquity is this belief system that you have the right to kill people with guns because your local country has an amendment that says it's okay. That is what's called iniquity. Iniquity is a belief that leads you to commit sins. Okay, so it's a corrupted belief. So iniquity is an American Christian thinking that they can use a gun. That's iniquity. And the sin is when they pull the trigger. So iniquity is like the the hub of the wheel. And the sins are the spokes. It's the multiple things that you do because you believe the iniquity. So every time you pull that trigger... You're committing a sin, some leading to death, by the way, and um, but it's because you have ingrained iniquity in you. And the sanctification process, which requires the continuous reading of the word and humble understanding 
learning contrite spirit, recognizing that love is everything and love does not shoot people. Looking at Romans 12 and seeing that it says that we need to feed our enemies and love on them and not trying to think of a reason why we can get around it. That is iniquity. And once you allow that iniquity, which is like a stinking stench, it's like iniquity, iniquity, which is the belief that you can kill other humans because there's some constitutional amendment that says you can. Iniquity is analogous to spreading horse crap on your arm. It's like taking feces and spreading it all over your body. You're covered in iniquity. And your very essence, your belief systems, and all the things that you will think and do are coming from that feces that you've spread on your body. That's why iniquity is so horrible, because it leads to lots and lots and lots of sins. In fact, the seven uh, mountains mandate people, their fundamental belief system is iniquity. It's iniquity. But you have to understand the the difference between it. Yes. And then in the U.S., of course, it is also ingrained in the Constitution that you are allowed to bear arms, the Second Amendment. So that is another thing that a lot of Christians are harking on and other people eh, that think that they have a right to bear arms and then to kill if necessary. Because it is ingrained in the Constitution, as they say, from going back to 1776. Well, if you follow the American Constitution under the Obama amendments, and don't be, don't look, Constitution is Constitution. So don't be splitting hairs and going, you know, trying to dispensationalize the Constitution. Well, that happened before George W. Bush and blah, blah, blah. I mean, you know what? As soon as a Christian, as soon as a Christian says the word well, W-E-L-L, well this, well that, you need to run for your life because they're trying to drag you into hellfire. And I know, I look, I, you know, folks, 60 years old, a sinner deluxe, and I am here to tell you that I have been through the ringer. I have been through so many. I've been to so many Assembly of God, Pentecostal, the two denominations in the world, even in the UK and other parts of the world that are the most, they're the closest to the original church, although they're light years away from it, but they're the closest, is Assembly of God and Pentecostal. The rest of them, good luck. Oh, well, Seventh-day Adventists are pretty good, but they dork up the whole Saturday deal, but otherwise they're pretty good. But here's the thing. That's it. There are other there are thirty three thousand plus denominations in the world right now, and this world is sinking like a rock in a pond. And you just heard early on on the show, you heard the wings of prophecy prophecy, which is dead on the money. God has lifted his hand of protection. But here's the problem. 
When God lifts his hand of protection off of planet Earth, the saints are going to take a beating. So watch out. That means, so what do you do about it? It means you pray. You need to step up your prayer life. You need to step up your everything, your time with God, your prayer life, your confession of sins, everything. You're taking of communion. You need to step it up to a whole nother level. Because let me tell you, when God lifts his hands off this earth, like we've been talking about for the last three years, and we're getting confirmations prophetically now, I'm not here. You know, Terry's gift, Terry Hill's gift is encouragement. And let me tell you, the, 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 the switchboard lights up when Terry comes on because people love encouragement. I'm your version of Leonard Ravenhell. Okay? I'm going to come on. I'm, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? You know yeah. what I'm talking about, don't you? Leonard Ravenhell scares people, doesn't he? He scares people. He's like, holy moly. If what Leonard is saying, I might not be able to this, and I might not be this and that and the other thing. You know, I want to be scared. I want to listen to Carter Conlon. Carter Conlon, the replacement for David Wilkerson, here's a quote from him. Listen to this. This is how we have to live. The scripture says in, 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 uh, in uh, I think it's 1 Peter 4, 7, if a righteous one is scarcely saved, a righteous one is scarcely saved, where will the sinner and the ungodly be? The other other scripture in James uh, says, I I forget the the chapter and verse, but it says, oh no, it's in Philippians, I think. Um, Let each man seek his own salvation with what? Fear and trembling. Who does that anymore? Carter Conlin the replacement senior pastor of the Times Square Church for David Wilkerson said, in your last moments, you realize the feet coming down the hallway are not coming to take you to heaven. All I got to say is amen. We do not have good preaching today. What we have is a bunch of fluffy, wuffy, pillow prophet. I talked to Jesus, had a tea party. Trump's going to materialize back in the office. Captain Kirk's going to come and give us all a holy kiss. And the whole world is going to be engulfed by wonderful aliens that just, you know, I mean, at some point, we got to snap out of our coma. All right, praise God, you know, and and realize this is for real. This is the real deal. This is a big deal. We're getting close to the end, really close. And if I'm saying that as skeptical as I have been over the years because of my, you know, frying pans over the head, then that's saying a lot. All right, so anyway, Brother Robert, will you please uh, close with a prayer for us tonight after you close with your statement? Yes, okay. I have to say, then all those pastors and those others in the church are talking, 
seem to forget that the Bible also said that God will send us the solution. So we can say, oh yeah, those nice, uh, lovely, fluffy aliens. Yeah, maybe some are nice, but it doesn't mean, A, that they are all nice, uh, for one. Another thing, where what we're going to see in the end time, is when God pull his uh, his, um, his hand away from Earth, and we're going to have to deal with uh, Nibiru, Planet X. It's not Planet X that we have to deal with. We have to deal with the boulders of comets that are in the tail and that will ramming into the Earth. God help uh, humanity then, because if they're going to be in the oceans, and all the oceans are all interconnected, so God, uh, God help all those tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions, that will die because of the floodings, uh, tsunamis. So it is, it is so insane with the people, and, and, and especially in, in with those Christians and that go to Sunday to church and they have the, no, yeah, they sing along and then their pre- preacher that talks about fluffy aliens or whatever and all the other things that they have in the church, all non-Christian things. Because you cannot tell me what I heard someone say, oh yeah, we're going to have in church uh, Christian yoga. Wait a minute. Yoga is an uh, an esoteric exercise from the, uh, I think from India, if I'm correct, from the Hindu religion, but it's a religion full with demons. And you, can, you bring that in, into your own church and don't give it a stamp as Christian yoga. Well, Wait, that is an oxymoron. It is. It is so insane. What now is? What seems to be now normal in the church? It, it really is. Uh, all those Christians kind of find the hard way. I have to say, when they stand before God and God will all point all those and uh, those things out to them, what they have done in His name. God helped them to be honest, but it is by their own choice. And it is insane uh, what we see happening and what still awaits us. Because, yeah, certainly Nibiru will come by. And when those boulders will hit the earth, uh, people will, oh, yeah, of course, people will come to the government because they saw it, of course, in Armageddon. And they will ask, of course, the government to shoot their, their nuclear missiles those uh, Nibiru out of the sky or the, or those comets. Good luck with that, by the way. Because, yeah, e- even you see it happening in, in movies, doesn't mean that in reality it will work by far. But that is a topic maybe for, for another show, uh, what we can talk about, uh, about the complications from all this and uh, Nibiru, when it will come in the, in the end times. Uh, yes, I will now start and with a prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, I ask you for uh, for the protection of all the listeners of the show, for all your followers around the earth, Lord Jesus Christ, and of course John and his assistant uh, and his assistant, uh, Lord Jesus Christ. Anyone that works on the show, that you keep them in uh, under your protection and keep the eyes and ears open from anyone that is listening to John's show on whatever day of the week, Lord Jesus Christ. And I ask you also to bless all the leaders, at least that are open to you, Lord Jesus Christ, that you protect them 
for the days, weeks, and months ahead. And let things come and go in your own timing, Lord Jesus Christ. Don't let people hurry your timing up. Your timing is your timing, Lord Jesus Christ. And no one has has any anything to say about it. And so I bless you for all the things you have done for me as a survivor and for all the other survivors that I know, Lord Jesus Christ, including my half-sister. You know who she is and all the others, Lord Jesus Christ. And I ask you to continue to uh, protect your flock that follow you to the ladder and that have their heart for you, Lord Jesus Christ. I ask you this in in our and in your holy name, uh, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, bro. God bless you. As always, nothing less than an uh, interesting discussion, for sure, always. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Well, and thank you all for joining us. Let me see. Today's been a kind of a, you know, AT double toothpick sort of a day, you know. I know, I know. But, you know what, I... We'll just keep on going, and, you know, so will Robert, and we'll hopefully be here in a month from now. Let me look at this. Yeah. I, I, uh, I got uh, – hopefully, hopefully you're, you're the third week of Wednesday, so let me see – or third, yeah. third Wednesday. Yeah, so you're going to miss – wait. Oh, no. One, two, three. Yeah, I'm going to be in Vegas working for a mega financial company. So it looks like, um, unfortunately, uh, May 18th, which would be the next um, day we get together, um, is uh, is Ixnaid. So um, yeah, so uh, the the May 11th show and the May 18th show, which is your day, um, unfortunately, <coughs> excuse me. Um, I'm going to be uh, out traveling for my job. Yeah. So I'm going to have to do um, best of shows. Um, so um, sorry for that. Um, but That's hey, okay. We're, we're in. So we're I in have some... a father in heaven will keep uh, protecting me, then I'm okay. Well, look at it this way. Look at it this way. The economy is about to collapse. A lot of companies are going to go under. The third seal is about to unravel. Um, we see the 8.5% um, at minimum, uh, uh, you know, inflation, which is nothing less than hyperinflation. Um, we're there. I mean, we're literally entering into, if not cruising through, the third seal right now. That being said, um, what a blessing for me, and I, you know, I have to do an attitude adjustment, I, I admit, but what a blessing for me to see that my company perceives me in very high demand and that customers are asking for me by name. That doesn't happen in companies like mine. It's very rare. So... um it's not boasting because I really don't give a flip, <laughs> okay? As a matter of fact, if I had it my way, um, somebody would, like, give me a million dollars and I would just retire right now. I don't care. All I want to do is serve the Lord. That being said, 
All things considered, knowing that this uh, radio show is 100% dependent upon my job, um, what a blessing, really, when you think about it. I mean, it's a hardship on me. I don't want to have to travel. I don't want to have to deal with all the stuff. It's a lot of stuff. Believe me, it's a lot of stuff. I could go on for hours. But if it enables us to continue to do this program in the midst of all these other companies dropping over, failing, ministries, you know, going down, YouTube channels being taken down like crazy right now, even Christian ones that dare to even speak about uh, you know, uh, uh, vaccines or whatever, or Russia, you name it. Um, yeah, it's a blessing. So I have to embrace it as a blessing. And I embrace you, Robert, as a blessing because you have been a long term blessing. I just, yes, I will continue to do God's, God's work so long God allows me to do that. So, uh, so I will be back down on June the 15th. If I'm correct. Yeah. Amen, so, bro. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about it. It makes me sad, but at the same that's okay. time, okay. Don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry. We're, so, we're pretty far. We're we're pretty far into it. I mean, if we were cleaning out a cesspool, man. we're we're already. If we were cleaning out the cesspool, as far as the end times is concerned, we already have our hip our hip boots on. And we're waiting in the, uh, you know, dookie. So, um, you know, we're there. You know, how long this is going to stretch out is anybody's guess. But we're there. We are definitely there. And, um, you know, so at this point, um, I think that, you know, given what we see going on everywhere um, and knowing – how blessed we are to have the understanding that we have, um, which positions us to be more ready than our brothers and sisters are that don't know what's coming. They're going to be shocked. They're going to be horrified. And we're blessed. That's an understatement. Yeah. So if I miss a couple of shows, so be it. No problem. Got to pay, you know, you got to pay the toll fee, right? To do what you got to do. Yeah. All I got to say is praise God and th- and praise God for you, brother. Thank you for joining us tonight. It's my pleasure. So if I can help to enlighten people, uh, especially from my own background, being born in bloodline and all that, uh, then I will do my. Uh, I will continue to do my work if so long God allows me to do. So it is an honor to do this for God's kingdom. And yeah, so, uh, yeah, I will continue with this. I know you will. I trust you. I, I you know, dude, we're friends, man. And um, and yeah. and what's up? What's up with the um, freaky? Um, I don't know what you want to call them, hemicanes or whatever that have been hitting the UK. I heard, I saw an article that said that like sheep were flying through the air in Wales. Did you see any sheep going around your house or anything? I have not seen any flying sheep. No, no flying sheep. See, that kind no. of sucks. I would love to see some flying sheep. Oh well, you I know, I'm so apocalyptically I minded. 
Huh? I will ask people, I will ask around if people have seen flying sheeps but yeah, 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 yeah. So. yeah, that's it. That's it. Get a clipboard, go door to door and get a poll. All right, keep track of the numbers and ask everybody, have you seen probably I have to go further in, I probably have to go further uh, inland in into the right. countryside. No, I know. I know. But, that's uh, your mission. We'll we'll uh, we'll uh, tabulate the results and um, uh, bring them forward on the next program. Three thousand yeah, seven hundred and twenty-two people in Wales were uh, were uh, queried, and Robert's conclusion is that only two percent saw flying sheep. <laughs> <laughs> Probably after a few pints. I know, right? I know. God bless you all. See you next. Um, You're welcome. We'll this Friday uh, at the prayer vigil, 7 o'clock. Uh, God's will be done. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Robert. Amen. Flying sheep. You're man, welcome. Them. They're yummy. A little bit of mint jelly. All right. Okay. PETA hates me right now. <laughs> all right. Take care. Take care, bro. Bye bye. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? For you, we will endure Until you come back for your bride To set her free Write our names in your book of life We are cleansed through your holy sacrifice As we lift your name on high Renew our minds, renew our souls Remove the scars from our past And deem us righteous We rebuke all deceptive lies When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? Till then we will endure. We are the branches on a living tree. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? Till then we will endure. Until you come back for your bride. Set her free Watch us as we trim our wicks I shall lift my obedient children to the clouds For they shall see my glory